you know, Facebook is really important. Before you burn. Everybody's on Facebook these days. What's up, dudes? This is Johnny Bean, exclusively Van Halen. It's August 15. It's 8.07 p.m. Eastern, 5.07 Pacific, I think. We're live on YouTube. That's right. We're talking Van Halen. So smash that subscribe, smash that thumbs up. Help us help us get to 10,400 YouTube subscribers this month. I think we can do it. We're literally like 60 away. So if you have 60 friends, tell them to give us a, uh, a subscribe. All right, uh, exclusively Van Halen, here we go. Hey! This is Michael Anthony right here, and you are watching exclusively Van Halen on the Johnny Bean TV. Keep it there. Woo! See ya! Hey, what's up, everybody? Dane Zimmerman. I don't know where he went. He's gone. You guys, <laughs> you guys exclusively Van Halen and back. What's it been? A couple couple years? A year? It's been about a year. I was on talking about the audio book uh, about a year ago, I think. That's right. Do you guys remember? You right guys remember? The there it is. There it is, you guys. Michael Christopher is joining us. It's great, great to, to see you, man. Yeah. Yes. Good to see you. I'm always yeah, watching man. the show, always following along with your exploits, always seeing what Ned's up to. You know, <laughs> it's, uh, it's a lot going on in the Johnny Beam world. It's it's all the time. Ned's actually taking a nap. He was uh, he was outside most of the day today. Um. Yeah, but hey, before I forget, you guys, we do giveaways on the channel here, and uh, I found these, so we're we're gonna we're gonna give these away tonight. EVH premium quality guitar picks. Uh, these are what Edward used right here. They're unopened, so all you gotta do is participate in the live chat, meaning talk to your neighbor, let us know where you're watching from, type a number, you know, anything in the live chat on YouTube and on Facebook. And here he is, Dane. Dane Zimmerman is here. Nice hey, guys. There Look it at is. this. We're, yeah, we're, we're all wearing Van Halen shirts, I just realized. That's a coincidence. We've all got the original logo on. Is it the coolest thing or the cheesiest thing? But We're I'm all here. wearing classic logo shirts, but we're talking Van Hagar tonight. Yeah. <laughs> we love it all, right? Yeah. Right? I mean, love it's, it it's Van Halen. I've got the rings back the up there over here. my shoulders. So we've, got the, we've got the rings represented. There you go. 
Those rings are, is that the um I might actually I might have asked you this before. Is that is that metal or is that cardboard? No. Well the the one that's the uh the original logo, that's metal. Um mm -hmm. but the rings logo is cardboard. That was actually an in-store uh for the display for for unlawful carnal knowledge. Mm -hmm. Um I worked in a record store at the time, and that was going with me when we were done promoting that record. So you know that that promotional, it was it was like this tall. Yeah. It was like three boxes, and then I had the cassettes. And Dude, I had two of those back in the day. Really? That display? Yeah. Yeah. I, I was I was walking uh, walking in and out of record stores back in the day. with. Yeah. Uh, I think the poster, actually, for Carnal Knowledge, I had like 20 of them at one point. I had a bunch of flats too, you know, with yes. just the record cover. Yes. Oh, hey, yeah. look at that. Right. Wait, you have one too? Oh, you have one too? I, this on a I was at a bar and this was at the table. <laughs> mm. This was the table. It was a Van Halen table. Oh, That's no amazing. way. That is amazing. No way, man. Yeah, man, I had I had a whole bunch of those 0812. I still have the promo poster. The poster's like huge. I still have that. Those flats I used to have, and I used to cut them up, which I know is, oh, yeah. is now. It's like, oh no. But back in the day, well, you, you would know if you worked in a record shop, you'd be you'd be making displays out of all this uh, yeah. material. And you would cut it. You would make them look different. Like you wouldn't just put the poster on the wall. You would get 15 flats and roll them up and staple them there and they even yeah. contest sometime sometimes within the stores they would say whoever had the best looking display or the most innovative one you would get some sort of thing sometimes it was cheesy it's like oh you get another copy of the record other times it'd be like tickets to the show which back then was so huge to us you know we're just like in our teens and getting free concert tickets that was unheard mm -hmm. of mm -hmm. yeah it's fun Oh wow, man, that's cool. I'm glad you actually know what that that carnal knowledge display thing is, because nobody knows what that yeah. is. I'm like, yeah. yeah, it was like this tall, and it, it had right. two of those. Each side yeah. was the VH. I yeah. actually still have one of those. Um, I'm pointing, because I'm pointing at your at your at there. <laughs> I still have one of those. Is Janice here? Janice, the intern. If you're here, send me a, a tweet, or I'm sorry, an X, and remind me to get the cardboard VH logo out of the shed. Because I, I still I still have it. Was there a long cardboard tube in it? Is that what held it together? Was a long cardboard tube or was no. it okay? It was basically uh I wanna say it was two I actually I still have photos of it. I have I still have photos of my room from like nineteen like ninety two where you could see those things. It was like two cardboard uh one on top of the other each side had like photos of the band and then like a red side with like the vh the the logo and then the very top of it held the cassettes and the cds like all the previous ones it actually said 1984 50, yeah. 50 you know all that um and then each side would have that logo that you have there right. and and probably probably like 20 years ago I, I just I had such a collection of Van Halen stuff. I wish I still had most of it now because I'd, I'd be giving it away on these shows, <laughs> you know. But twenty years ago, I had so much stuff, and and um, yeah. if I still had one of those, you know, it'd be sitting right there, you know. Right. It'd, it'd be 
It'd be awesome. I saw um, one on eBay a little while ago. Maybe that had to be three years ago. Um, mm -hmm. I think it was before Eddie passed. And they were trying to sell it for some crazy amount of money. I think like $800 or something. Oh, my gosh. I don't even know if they sold it or or what happened. I just remember it popped up in one of the Van Halen groups or message. I would. I would have I would have sold mine like twenty years ago and I probably sold it for like a hundred bucks or yeah. something. You know. Um I had every t shirt you could think of. I had Torbo I mean just everything. Mm -hmm. Everything. I mean that's that's kinda that's why I do these bucks shows. Is a lot of Starbucks. You know. See now I'm that's addicted to Starbucks. Starbucks. So everything uh, yeah. I just drink Starbucks all day. Um but really quickly. Let's say hello to the top tier of channel members here on Johnny Bean TV YouTube station. Channel membership, it's a way you can help support the channel and support these shows. And the top tier, they get their names read right at the top of every talk show, such as this. They are currently CC, Stephen Franklin, Michael Smith, Music Therapy, Laz, Sherman Callahan, 40 Grit, 40 Grit, where are you? John Moronic, Majestic PB and J-Cat, Guitarman 45, Janice Lala, The Intern, R Habs, Warlag, Patty Dill, and Faithful Guitar Co. That's Lewis. Channel membership. So we can help support the channel and support these shows. But if you want to help support in other ways, Super Chats is a way you can uh, help support the channel. It's not free doing this stuff. Uh, and with Look any at Super all Chats. The channel members here. <laughs> <laughs> I know there's there's several right there. there we got we got so many channel members. You guys you guys are the are the best. Um but uh Look at super all chats. The channel members here <laughs> Super chats is a way you can help support the channel. And uh on this channel, actually it changes the color of these lights in what we call the guitar noir. You see, you know, some cool, you know, stuff, guitars, you know, we got prizes back there. We got fun co-pops, you know, guitar noir. The guitar more. Guitar more. And this is a podcast. Michael's like, what's all that crazy? What's all with all the crazy noises? This is a podcast, too. So it, it does have to be kind of, uh, you know, exciting, I guess. Uh it's like we're doing radio. I was explaining to somebody yesterday. I'm like, this is like doing a radio show. Got to so you got to have like all these like cool, you know. I don't know about that, but yeah, the, the no, ice cream for your ear you need. Yes, so. yes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, there we go. You guys know the drill. Super chats will change those colors in real time if you'd like to help support the channel. And then uh, we're also live on Facebook, uh, Johnny Bean personal page, where we have Facebook stars. It's a way you can help support over on Facebook. And speaking of Facebook, we are, we're live in the exclusively Van Halen group. It's a 62,000 members. EVH Gear Fans Live group, EVH Gear Fans Live page, Johnny Bean TV group. We're live on Twitter, which is actually now called X. And this is a podcast on Spotify, so you can you can follow us around. Actually, we're everywhere. Everywhere there is, we have a presence. So uh, give us a like, give us a follow. Look at all the people listening to the podcast tonight. <laughs> Look at all the ears tonight. Yes. All right. All right. Yeah. So, so Michael, let's really quickly... Let's, well, I mean, we have time to kill. Why don't we in, introduce yourself to people that haven't, haven't seen you, you know, you're on, you were, you're on the show before talking about your book. 
Yeah, so right my there. book uh, came out in 2021, uh, Van Halen, The Eruption and the Aftershock, which came out when a lot of books were coming out on Van Halen. We had a real dry period where there were no books, and then all of a sudden there's a book every other week getting released. Um, mm -hmm. What separated mine was mine's about the entire band, not just Eddie, which is why it's got the entire band on the cover. Um, even Wolfgang and Gary are on the cover of that book. So, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that was uh, that was my thing when I was coming on before. But at the heart of it, I'm a huge Van Halen fan, as we all are. Um, you know, it's my group. It's my favorite group. So um, love talking about them any chance that I can get. I also do a ton of other writing. Uh, I'm a music journalist. Uh, I'm an author that's done other books. I have upcoming books. We can, I don't know, talk about that at some point during the show. But uh, a lot of my stuff is out there. Very good. Welcome. Awesome. And yes, welcome back. Welcome back, man. Always, and yeah, always excellent to be here. Any links that you want to share too, just uh, let me know and I'll put them in, in the description uh, of this video. Yeah, okay. So Van Halen for life. That's right, Mike Olson. Let's let's say hello to some people here. Let's let's see. We got uh, we got we got Rock Daddy is here. We got Ronnie Parker. We got John Dean. Let's see, John Dean. You, wait, you were the one. You were the one that you were actually at the Live Without a Net taping, right? He was telling us a story. How he was the guy that threw that shoe on stage. The one that Edward's holding. Do you remember that <laughs> oh, part? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's the one that threw the shoe up there. That's what he said. Yeah, yeah. Dakota wow. is here. Yeah, we we have a lot of people. We have a lot of Van Halen fans. MPN. The guy that won the uh, the MTV Lost Weekend has come on this channel too, Michael. The Kurt winner Jeffrey? of the Lost Weekend. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. He's been on. Yeah. Kurt Jeffrey, actually, we he did a channel ID. Here it is. Can I get that? Hey, right this, hey, this is Kurt Jeffries from Lost Week on the Van Halen, and you're listening to Johnny Bean Radio. Yeah, radio. <laughs> Whatever. My mind. Can I get that? Hey, right this, hey, this is Kurt Jeffries from Lost. <laughs> He's awesome. He yeah, actually he watches on. this too. You never know. He might be watching this too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Garguts is here but watching you know what along. Was funny about getting that? a burger. Right on. He, yes. What's funny about Jeff though? <clears throat> he was in a Kurt. Uh, he was in an accident or something like two or three weeks before that last weekend, and he had like a still plate in his head or something. And he shouldn't yeah. have been going and partying like that. It was like really uh, kind of a scary thing because he had like he, a steel plate in his head something like two weeks before that. He was at home uh, recuperating, yeah. um, I guess, from an accident. <laughs> and that's when he just, he saw the commercial yeah. for the for the for the MTV contest. And he's like, I'm going to enter that uh, and I'm going to win it. And he did. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, let's be honest. No mere mortal should have been partying with Van Halen in 1984. <laughs> Let alone somebody that, that was, was dangerous from a fall and had a oh yeah yeah that was just, yeah. Yeah, that was dangerous and he refused, he didn't tell anybody about this when they finally yeah. found out like halfway through day one or halfway through day two they made him go and relax 
management finally did find out. Yeah, they put him on their lock and key after that. Um, it was yeah. no more David Lee Roth for you. Oh, my gosh. So what yeah. was the first Van Halen show that you ever saw, Michael? What was, what was the saw? thing that first got you into Van Halen? Yeah, what was your first uh, concert? Uh, well, what first got me into them was um, I had an uncle that was a couple years older than me who played me Women and Children first. And I was just sold on that. Then it became everything was about Van Halen. Um, but I was really a little too young and I didn't um, I didn't see them until the balance tour. Yeah, wh whichever one Alice in Chains opened, opened for them, which I believe was was balanced. Or Final knowledge. Been, okay, then it was 91. Yeah, 91. Knowledge. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. So yeah, I had to wait a long time to see them with, with Dave. Um, mm -hmm. and that was that was my guy. That's what that's what I wanted to see, and waited all those years. And we know how the tease was there in '96, and finally we got it in 2007. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And how many times did you did you see them on the last few tours? Oh God, D double digits. Yeah, mm. had to be double digits. Because I'm originally from Philadelphia, and I I remember when it started. I live in Boston now. I remember when it started. Philadelphia was like an early date, maybe the third or fourth date, and then mm -hmm. Boston was a few after that. And there was joking amongst my friends that they're not going to make it past Philadelphia. You better come down here to see it. So every time it would come through, I'd be going down there, and um, and I was at the Cafe Washoe, which was. Ridiculous. Oh, cool! No yeah. way. That one was um, the Cafe Yeah. Was that down at in Cabo or what? What was that? What was the Cafe Washoe? No, this was to promote a different kind of truth, and it was at the oh, the club wow. in New York City, Cafe Wa, which only held about oh. two hundred and some people. Um, okay. So it was invite only. It was a lot of industry, um, you know, media, uh, television people, personal friends of the band, and um, yeah, it was it was Dave. Now, I imagine Allen. that was uh, I imagine that was Dave's idea to play there. Yeah, because his uncle had, his uncle Manny had owned it for for a number oh, of I, years. I got, I got um, okay. I I I've I've heard of that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he had he had a connection to it. I remember I was sitting at home. They were going to have a live feed from that, and I was sitting here ready. And then, right when they're about to start, the feed shut off. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, that's cool that you were there for that, man. Yeah. That's, it, it's one of those like, things I'll never forget. It's like seeing Van Halen just in a small club, right? Like, I mean, that's exactly what it was. Yeah, uh, I mean, I was right at the the front of the stage, and the stage came up to maybe my mid thigh. Uh, oh man, nuts! Wow, <laughs> cool. So you saw that one, then you saw you saw some of the the later ones. Yeah, I get I, all through the reunion, um, up and up through the 2015 tour. The last mm -hmm. show I saw was when the 2015 one rolled through Boston. Mm -hmm. And that was it. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I saw that one in Phoenix. Mm-hmm. I think I they played Phoenix, yeah. and then I think um, they had maybe, and then they went to LA and played the last show. I think I saw their second or maybe third to the last show they ever did. Wow. Here in Phoenix, oh, but man. then they went to LA and and called it quits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what uh, it was. Two shows at the Hollywood Bowl. Hmm. So, yeah, that makes sense. You would have got. You would have been the third, third from the last. Wow. I I saw them. My first show was uh, uh, November fifth, nineteen eighty eight. O eight one two tour. Um, they had done the Monsters of Rock show, uh, tour that summer, and then that winter they did a forty-five day tour just for the record itself. And they had a band called Private Life, a band that Edward's wife at the time, Valerie, had discovered back in nineteen eighty-four. Edward had produced their album, so they were touring with them. I, so I saw I saw them in eighty-eight. I saw them. Uh, Carnal Knowledge era. I saw them in 91, again in 92. In 93, I saw them three times. 95, I saw them, I want to say three times. Uh, Van Halen 3, I missed because I was like, I was on tour myself that year. So I, I didn't get to make any of those shows. Um, and then uh, I saw them 04. I saw them in San Jose. 07, San Jose and Oakland. Uh, what was after that? 2012, I saw them San Jose and Oakland. And then 2015, I saw them Concord, California, where I was 10 rows back from Edward on his side. I could, I'd never, I had met him like the previous year at like a private party. So I talked to him and everything, but I had never seen him play like that close up. Yeah. And it was just, it was just amazing, you know? And then I saw them in Shoreline Amphitheater, uh, Mountain View, California, and then that was probably shortly before the the end because you know, right? They would have been here and then maybe down to where Dane is, and then L.A. You know. Well, for the 2015 show uh, in Boston, I had a photo pass for it, and as I was telling you before we came on air, I practice mediocre photography, and um, so I'm right in front, and I before we went up. The, um, the people at the venue for Live Nation, they said, which side do you want to be on? And I'm looking at the stage and it's, it's like, well, I'm either going to be on Wolfgang's side or I'm going to be on Eddie's side. So, of course, I go over to Eddie's side and you're there for the, the first three songs. No flash. That's pretty standard at, at concerts. And I mean, I could barely remember to shoot any of the show because I'm just right in front of Eddie as he's playing these yeah. these oh songs. And they they, you know, they're, I think they opened with, um, Romeo delight or light up the sky. I think they opened with light up the light sky. Light up the sky yeah. is what they opened when I, when yeah. I saw them in 2015. But Romeo delight was one was two or three. And that's one of my favorite songs. And I'm just watching. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're just standing there drooling. Yeah. Pretty like, much. Like I know. forgetting to even, well, really quick. What was it like? Because I remember there was a YouTube video that came out. A YouTube, there we go. YouTube video that was released, and whoever filmed it, they were right in front of Eddie, and all you could hear was his amp coming through. So it was almost like an isolated live track of him. Yeah. Like when you were there, do you remember? Yeah. Was absolutely. it like that? Because I know that if I stepped a little bit further away, I would get the mix, but then mm-hmm. if I was right in front, that's all I could hear. 
Oh and gosh. so I, I kept on planting myself right in that spot. <laughs> and it, at one point, I kind of just had my camera and I'm holding it. And Eddie just walks right up to me, right up to the camera and just gives me the thumbs up. And I just, I didn't even, I don't even think I was looking through it. And I just oh, hit, no. I just clicked it. Oh. And it, it, um, it ended up that picture's in the book. It's in the, oh, the, no uh, way. Corruption, the Aftershock. Yeah. <laughs> this book uh, right here. So it's, your book was about book quick. Let me ask you. So, Michael, your book, is it sort of a uh, biography kind of thing where you just go through the history of the band? Or is it your own personal experiences seeing the band or sort of what, what, what kind of book is it as far as? No, uh, it's, it's the, uh, it's you the tell history old of the stories band. or um, it's it's the whole history of the band from. You know, it, it, okay. I wanted to kind of pick up right after Van Halen Rising left off. So I give a really brief overview of the beginning, how they got to the, the point of the first record. Um, but then it's, okay. a, it's a full story up until Eddie passes away. And in the book, it's filled okay. with a bunch of interviews, um, a lot of them previously unpublished with Sammy, with Michael Anthony. And a lot of other musicians um, that I'd interviewed over the years. Uh, you know, it's kind of funny because I had a, a there was somebody that was asking me about doing the audiobook because it's on Audible and wherever else the the audiobooks are. Um, I mean, this wasn't like a, a self-published book or anything. This was like a this was a real publisher, and um, you know, it, it it went out there. Uh, but yeah, there was a, a bunch of interviews nice. with people that either toured with Van Halen. Um, or were influenced by them. Uh, I talked to William Duvall from Alice in Chains, Phil Anselmo from Pantera. Um, I mean, I was talking to people that just loved Van Halen, like Adam Carolla. Um, I talked to okay. Jane Weedlin from, from the Go-Go's. Um, just everybody that, that I'd come across over the years who was either tangentially associated with Van Halen or were in Van Halen. Um, there was a Gary interview that, that had okay. never been published that I'd done before. So yeah, it was um, it's a bunch of stuff in there. I'm, I'm pretty proud of it to, to this day. I, I met Gary Cerrone one night. I was, uh, I was in, we were playing the casino down in Tucson, inside the casino. It's the Casino del Sol down in Tucson. And Sammy mm -hmm. Hagar and Gary Cerrone were about out in the big AA amphitheater. I'm going to say this was 2000, 2011. And after Gary Cerrone's band got finished out in the big amphitheater, they came into the casino and they're like, hey, man, let us play some songs. So I just handed over my bass and and oh. they played uh, they played like five <laughs> songs on our gear. No it was kidding. super cool. They opened up with, uh, no, they opened up with Pump It Up. The uh, Elvis Costello song. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, and they did, did wholehearted. I remember wholehearted was the third song that they played. But oh, and they played a uh, cheap trick. Um, um, what cheap trick was it? They played a cheap trick song. It was really cool. So I got to hang with Gary Sharon and add this big old giant D Schneider wig on because we were a tribute to the eighties. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, it was wow. it was a good time though. Got to talk to Gary for a few minutes. Yeah, he's and we didn't have a, a cool backstage. Guy. I would like 
I would like to say, oh, I was backstage with him, but literally it was just a loading dock, you know, out behind the, <laughs> the stage. There was no backstage mm-hmm. area. That's still backstage, dock. you know? Anything that's not on stage yeah. or in front of it is backstage. Yeah. Yeah. That is backstage. Yeah. <laughs> loading dock counts as backstage. How many people can say they but, talked but to him on a loading dock? Knows a, everybody knows about the Sam and Dave tour. But there actually was a Gary Cerrone and a uh, and a Sammy Hagar tour. I don't know how many dates they played, but they were at, definitely at the AVA Amphitheater in Tucson, about 2011, oh, wow. maybe 2012. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't That's think it cool. was a full blown tour. It was like a number of dates, though, because I know wasn't Gary Just coming a number up of and dates with them or or something. I feel like he came up and sang with Sammy. I, I mm-hmm. All I know is what happened inside the casino on the stage that my <laughs> band was playing on. Yeah. And on the loading dock. <laughs> yeah, that's all I know about what happened. It's the only that's time you I remember. heard about those two guys playing together. That's all I remember, too. Yeah. Uh-huh. Ten years ago. Twelve years oh, ago, maybe. Time is just flying by, man. It's unbelievable, especially today. Look at this. We're 30 minutes into this. So Um, I'm hearing a lot of stuff that (laughs) now about how uh, 1984, I'm hearing some rumors lately about how Edward and Dave were a little unsatisfied with Michael Anthony because he's not writing songs. He shouldn't get as much money, uh, this and that. He shouldn't be a four they shouldn't have four partners in in all the writing and all that kind of stuff. What what's your thoughts on how they treated Michael in the uh, 1984 around that time? Do you hear any? Have you heard anything about that kind of stuff? Yeah, I mean, this goes back to the Noel Monk book when I think it was there where right. it was first revealed that they they had him sign that contract that he basically gave up all his rights. Although that's sort of maybe been disproved as well, that he signed the contract, but it was never enforced. But for whatever reason, um, yeah, Eddie just had this uh, stick up his butt about Michael and not contributing anything to the songwriting, even though Alex didn't contribute anything to the songwriting process. But of course, Alex's blood. Right. Um, I, I don't know. I think it, at that right. point, you're on top of the world, you know, pun intended, and you've already had all these albums come out and you've split it four ways. What's the big deal all of a sudden? Why are you so angry about it now? And don't you see that you're you're being so hypocritical by not putting those same restrictions on Alex? And I get it's a relative, but uh, I don't know why you would do that to 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 Michael. It was just sort of really bad treatment of him. Especially given what a great guy he is. Well, as a as a oh. drummer, though, you can always say, "Hey, I put a I put a four four rock beat to that song." No, I put a little swing beat to that song, or I put, you know, a sixteenth note hi hat. So he did write drum parts that nobody else in the world, like if you listen to Panama, nobody else in the world on drums would have played Panama like like he did. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. I, the weird, yeah, yeah, boom, 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 Panama. It's not even like a four-four count. 
So you can, as a drummer, you can say, I, I wrote the drum parts. Sure. And I, I he, think as a drummer, you arrange things Am I muted? sometimes, don't you? <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're like that guy that called up the other night. Um, no, yeah. I, what I think, what I think is, cause I've heard interviews with, with Edward and, and where he kind of talked about, you know, a lot of this stuff and, and how he writes the songs and, and he would say that him and Alex would jam every day. So it sounds like it was Edward and Alex that were always jamming regardless. They were always playing, coming up with, the, with I think that the Edward would come up with the, the seed, you know, the riff, he would show it to Alex. Alex, Alex, actually, Edward had said that Alex is the one responsible for the song Pound Cake. Alex remembered a, a small riff that Edward had played during some jam session. And Alex is like, play this, do this. And that's how Pound Cake uh, was formed. Wow. So I think Alex did, you know, contribute to the, the arranging and helping, you know, coming up with ideas. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but I mean... You know, back in the early days, I think, well, I understand I think how that can be. They were all writing. It's, I mean, I, I yeah, I mean, it, it gets, it gets tricky. You know, later on, you know, when when management gets involved and 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 everybody, well, I mean, Michael, we were just talking about the police. Well, we were talking about Andy Summers. You know, before we started, if you go to the police, they were fighting to get their songs on the records because they all wrote. But Sting mainly, you know, so remember Synchronicity had one Andy Summers song called Mother, Miss Gordanko, one Stuart Copeland tune. Everything else was Sting and was the hits. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> you know? But yeah, I think band members, if they write, they're always looking to get their stuff, you know, published and all that. Uh, who, who knows? I mean, it's, it's, it's a tricky, uh, it's a tricky, tricky business really i just wonder why wait until then why wait until the middle of the 1984 tour to suddenly say we're going to have a contract for you to sign that's going to not only take well, away all of your rights but retroactively take them away take away your publishing or whatever it was wasn't that their, their, their biggest selling record at the time aside from yeah, like, I think yeah. the first one maybe it was it was right around when that had become their their biggest selling record mm -hmm. um so i mean maybe that was the the instigating factor that wow we're really selling a lot and why is mike getting all this money i don't know mm -hmm. it seems like uh but it does seem like dave was behind and he's saying well. so good yeah oh dave van, van halen would not reason, have been van halen if it wasn't for around. if it wasn't for uh Hang on, watch this, Michael. We like to every time there's a name that gets dropped, we 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 always have like a. <laughs> Where is that? Now I lost it. I've got so many. Things Michael here. Anthony here. Where's that? Well, we yeah we played that we played we got that one. I can't even find it. Oh, there it is. Who was the other name you just dropped? Uh, Michael Dave. Anthony. Oh, Billy Sheehan. Hey, this is Billy Sheehan. As soon as they saw Billy Johnny Sheehan. Then... Okay, ready. Ready. Hola, amigos. This is your bass player, Billy Sheehan. You're watching me right here. I'm my dear friend. It went away. Oh, no. Johnny. You forgot my name. 
<laughs> he said we were good friends, and he didn't remember who, who he was talking to. Um, it's true. He he's an what impressive was I even bass player. You got to give him that. But oh, Van Michael Halen wouldn't have been Van job. Halen if my if if it wasn't Michael no. Anthony because they did have somebody before Michael. They had somebody when they, when they were like a power trio, and I actually I know people that were in yeah. bands with Van Halen when they were kids, when they were growing wow. up and stuff, and 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 no, it wouldn't have been Van Halen without Michael, without the background vocals, without the you know the bay, I mean everything, yeah. and and you know people do say you know the the best singer in Van and Halen in ever was Michael Anthony. And even the 1984 concert, they sold two shows out here in Phoenix, and they kick into Al Waite, and and you know Edward is playing his keyboard, but then there's Michael Anthony on side of the stage, and he's playing the bass part on a keyboard. They gave him the key, and he mm -hmm. could pull that off. It's like no problem. Throw the keyboard in front of me, I'll play the bass part. Boom, boom, boom. You know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think so, there might have been a misconception. It was a misconception over the years that Michael Anthony wasn't a good bass player, but he was just, he played what he needed to play. He played to serve the song, but he's talented. I mean, the guy can jam. If you've ever seen videos of him just jamming out, especially when he plays with Sammy, he can mm -hmm. really play oh, yeah. bass and do some really interesting things on it. I wouldn't put him at the same level as Billy Sheen, but there's not many people that are at that level. Um, but yeah, right. he's... He's a great player. Van, Van they, Halen didn't didn't need a, a Billy Sheehan because you had Edward and you had Michael mm -hmm. playing playing, you know, with Alex, laying the foundation mm -hmm. for Edward to do whatever Edward wanted to wanted to do. And I think if if Billy if somebody like Billy Sheehan was in there, it would have gotten more there would have been more going on. And I guess I mean we did have we did have that with with like Mr. Big. You know, with Paul Gilbert and, and and Billy, which is good, which is cool. But I think I think Van Halen was 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 pretty much perfect. Um, yeah. I agree. You, know. you don't need too many virtuosos in a band. Um, it gets a little too muddled, mm -hmm. and you're not gonna you're not gonna draw that crowd that Van Halen drew because they they just had the perfect mix. You know, a singer that was not that great, but they had a backing vocalist that made up for it. Then you've got this phenomenal guitarist. You know, uh, Alex is just beyond rock solid. You have all those crucial ingredients. But if you put too many, too many virtuosos, it, it doesn't work as well. Eat them and smile. Yeah. Turns I into mean, eat them and smile. That, that's exactly what it was. Which I love. Mm-hmm. I love the first yeah. Dave album. Yeah, and that was great. But it, it that didn't last. It can't sustain itself. That really didn't last. They yeah. left. I think Billy was telling us he left like after the next record. He didn't even do the tour. He didn't do yeah. Eighteen he months later, you know? he left. I think he was telling us because he didn't like the way uh, the recording was going. Yeah, he didn't like the the vibe in the studio or. You know, he couldn't remember my name. <laughs> there's there's guys that you want to rehearse the songs and then you want to go in the studio and play them like you had room. But after a while, you don't end up with all that rehearsal time. You just go into the studio and make shit up on the spot. 
And if it sticks and edit it in, they mix it in there. And then you got to relearn what you've just recorded. So it gets tricky the way that, you know, if you don't give yourself a year in Dave's basement to write a new album, you know, if you're just yeah. trying to do it on, on the fly, that's probably what Dave and, and, and Ted Templeman were trying to do. They were trying to just go in the studio and record on the fly. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it, I mean, the, it, David Lee, that really was Dave's band. Yeah. Once Roth went solo, it mm -hmm. was his band and you were playing, you know, for, for him. And he, I, I think he started sense, going but... into keyboards a little bit too much on Skyscraper, which turned Billy off, um, which is really interesting because I think that Dave was a little behind the times when he, as far as when it came to keyboards, like he was adding them in years too late. I mean, they, they were sort of on the way out when Skyscraper came out, which was what, 80, 80, 88. The intro yeah. to, yeah, this just, it's just like living in paradise. The keyboard part at the beginning of that right. was kind of, eh. These are cheesy sounding keyboards. Yeah. I like keyboards like Mr. Or Mr. Crowley keyboards, right? I like some keyboards right. are awesome. Or uh, Deep Purple jump, keyboards. Awesome keyboards. Deep Purple, John Lord, but uh, just like living in Paradise tune, those were yeah. some cheesy keyboard tones. Yeah, well, actually, that one drum. wasn't that one wasn't the cheesiest. The cheesiest was was a song called um, "Stand Up." Stand Stand Up. Yeah, you listen yeah. to that now. That's it's so dated, man. It's yeah. it's it's yeah. embarrassing, mm -hmm. and I hate to say that, but it's it's. It's true. I loved Skyscraper when it came out. I remember doing a, a paper out, you know, to pay for my drum set <laughs> back in the day. And uh, <laughs> and I've listened to Skyscraper all the time. And at the time it was new and, and whatever. And just hearing the Steve Vai guitar solo was like going back and forth and the panning. Right. I'm like, wow, this guy's amazing. Mm -hmm. You know, not realizing there's like echoes and overdubs, you know, because if you didn't know about all that stuff then, but um yeah, I thought Skyscraper was great, but now it's just, I mean, it's, it's, it's a good, it's a good memory of, of that time, I, I think. Oh, yeah. But yeah. there's, a, there's a lot of other stuff that really does stand up, you know, you know. But even, Dave had know. some fun, creative uh, um, lyric hunt, though. He always had it, his lyrics always made you giggle a little bit in most of the tunes. Yeah, I think that just after that, though, after the lyrics, there just wasn't a lot of substance musically. And I mean, you look at what his, what the peers were doing. Look at, I mean, Guns N' Roses was on the way in. Aerosmith mm -hmm. had done Permanent Vacation. And while there were keyboards on that, it wasn't done in a way that really took away from the rock edge. And I think that some of the stuff Dave was doing took a little of his edge off especially on skyscraper mm -hmm. and then by the time he tried to recapture it on a little ain't enough it was way too late mm. little ain't enough yeah yeah with uh with jason 1990 jason yeah um um nirvana was and then out and then after that your filthy little mouth right there was that and there was like I was like, hmm. And then after that, he put out a record with 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 Betty Page on the front. Remember that? 
Right, DLR band. That DLR I mean, band that was really uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was John Five on guitar. Yeah, that was good stuff. I don't think that was even on a major label though. No, I think that was, was an on, independent uh, label. It was on Dave's own label, um, Wawasat yeah. Records. Wawasat, hmm. yeah. <laughs> 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 and then the uh, Diamond Dave album that came out in 03 or whatever that was, yeah. or I, 99. No, oh, I think it was somewhere a, around there. Yeah, somewhere around there. And uh, wow. he was doing a lot of covers. He was doing yeah. bluesy, traditional things. And I, I enjoy hearing Dave do traditional covers, though, for mm -hmm. some reason. I always kind of enjoyed some of that. Mm -hmm. what, what do you guys think of those videos that he drops those 15 second little clips of things i mean it's dave it's dave doing his dave thing um i know some of the recent ones he's done are repurposed from the no holds barbecue um mm -hmm. but then he's had some other ones where it's obviously today and he's just doing that kind of you know old time dancing around and he he likes it <laughs> Mm -hmm. it's fun it's fun to see dave having fun mm -hmm. and yeah because he he puts his suit on he's got his he's got his uh he's got his camera guys hanging around he's got his lighting guy and he and and when you're an artist you get you have a little bit of satisfaction every time you create something new so even though he's retired so to speak he still has a little sense of accomplishment that he created something making a 15 second video of him dancing around doing the soft shoe kind of dance steps and having people be like what is he doing yeah. you know yeah you still get a little a tiny bit of accomplishment that i did something today i got up put my suit on made a video mm -hmm. and he he did re-record a lot of those classic tunes as well right which i guess they're still releasing I don't think they've released them all yet. I think there's still no, more. I think maybe what seven of them have come out. Um, there's still like more. a year. It's been like a year since, or something. Yeah, I think there's more coming out. Um, it's funny whenever Dave puts something out, whether it's covering the Van Halen songs that have come out, or when he does just his, it could be a thirty second clip of him dancing. In any Facebook group that you're on, or any YouTube channel. It's either people completely hate it or they love it. And they say, that's Dave being Dave. And other people are like, other people wouldn't be happy until somebody locks Dave in a room and never lets him out and never lets him sing another note again. You know, his time's over. What's he doing? It's, you know, he's, he's enjoying his life. That's what he's doing. Um, mm -hmm. He's not putting those videos. A lot of people are are hypothesizing that he's putting those songs out the van halen covers so he can license them and get paid all the money for it it's it's nothing to do with that it's nothing to do with that at all it's dave doing what makes dave happy um but people just either just dig into it and get so offended by it i mean that's why you've mm -hmm. got van halen one you can listen to that you don't need to listen to 2022 dave which is when he recorded them you don't have to listen to atomic punk with his current vocals on it pull out the record listen to the original if you don't like it otherwise just enjoy dave being himself mm -hmm. that's true i had the theory and i said this uh a year ago when 
Dave, when we were hearing all those old songs that he uh, re-recorded, and I just was kind of under the impression, I was kind of thinking, okay, now if, if he comes out of retirement and he gets a gig up in Vegas or something, we at least have an idea of what he currently sounds like. So it's not going to be completely shocking to the audience that goes to Vegas and, and listens to him if they've heard these re-recorded songs a bunch of times. We know, yeah. we know what to expect. Well, I think, uh, I think there's something to that. I also think that, you know, there were those dates that he had lined up in Vegas that were supposedly his final dates ever. Um, mm -hmm. And I think maybe he, after they got canceled because of COVID or something COVID adjacent, mm -hmm. um, I thought maybe they, those dates were going to get rescheduled in the spring. And it was right around then that those songs got recorded. I think there could have been a part of him that thought, you know what, this is as good as I'm going to sound. Um, I'm probably not going to sing again in, in, in any large scale touring. Why not put some of this on tape? And this will be a, you know, a little time capsule for the last time he really went for it since he didn't get to do it live. Um, and then why not release them for fun? I mean, that's yeah. just me that. I have, I have no idea. I, I think it's almost like uh, Dave discovering the internet, you know, putting out little like TikTok style, even though some of it's clips from like, you know, from years ago. Yeah. It's almost like, like, hey, we can do, put this out. And actually, I know a guy, guys, I know a guy. Actually, I know somebody that actually, I think he did the editing for that No Holds Barred barbecue. Oh, really? Video. Yeah. And he actually worked with Andy Summers. So see, there's a connection. Wow, it all, it's all full circle. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'll never forget getting that No Holds Barbecue in the mail from the publicity company. It just showed up on my doorstep one day. And it was just a VHS tape in a white uh, slip case. And it just said on the side, David Lee Roth, No Holds Barbecue. Like, what is this? And putting it in, it was like, what is this? <laughs> I mean, talk about pop art. Um, and look, I, it's obvious. I'm a David Lee Roth apologist, but I, I thought that was just the most incredible piece of art out there. Just this insanity. Um, mm -hmm. And then you find out years later how much money he put into it. You know, just hmm. doing all the stuff on the grounds of his house, basically. Um, yeah, one of a kind. One of a kind guy, David Lee Roth. You'll never, mm -hmm. ever see another one like him. Mm -mm. No. I mean, that's why he's David Lee Roth. Yeah. You know, I mean, a lot, a lot of these guys. There's only one day, and we just lost him. You know, I don't know. I know, he's gone now. Where he went, but... <laughs> <laughs> Um, let's see. Uh, I know I told you we usually do about an hour. We're almost at an hour of it. Let's talk about, let's talk about that, that box set. Now that Dane is here, because we didn't talk about this last week, Dane, because Woo! technically we didn't know about it yet. Um, the box set that's coming out, the Van Hagar remastered, and that's very important, you guys, they're remastered. Yeah. Yeah. They're not remixes. Right. 
Which uh, still a lot can be done with remastering because especially 5150 and OU812, they are really lacking sonically. Um, <coughs> even if it's, you know, tweaking the bass a little bit or, or raising the volume, uh, they, they both need it. Um, I, mm -hmm. for one, am really happy and excited about the Van Hagar years getting the spotlight shown on them. Uh, but but I, I have issues with it, and I think a lot of people mm -hmm. have issues with it. Um, I mean, like, most things that come officially from Van Halen, the whole rollout of this collection just drives me bonkers. Um, the, the fact that they're calling it the Collection 2 everybody starts wondering, well, I want to go get the collection one, which is David Lee Roth. Well, there is no collection one that you can physically hold. I mean, that's what's what's crazy. The, the original collection was nothing more than all of the David Lee Roth era audio files. It was released right around Tokyo Dome. And it wasn't just the six pack. It was the six pack. It was Tokyo Dome. And it was the two best of volume one songs. So there was never a physical collection. What a lot of people are, are kind of tying it to is last year, Walmart put together that exclusive vinyl box set. And mm. that's what the collection two looks like. It looks the exact same as that. It's in the black slip case. It's got the, the rings logo on the front, whereas the one that Walmart put out just had the one that we're all wearing tonight, um, the, the original logo. But yeah, there was there was never a physical collection, volume one, that you can just pick up and say, I'm going to put this right next to the new one that comes out. Hmm. I remember going to Walmart and trying to find that, that uh, vinyl set. Yeah. Because um, I've got people... Uh, all over the world, you know, because I do these shows and some people, they, they can't get, you know, some of the stuff and they're huge collectors. And so I'll, I'll pick up a lot of this stuff and they'll like, you know, they'll pay me, you know, to, to send them, you know, they'll buy it, you know, they'll pay me to right. buy it and then I'll send it off to them, you know. So I've done that and I was going to get that, that Walmart, Walmart vinyl and I couldn't find it, you know. I've seen it online, but I mean, like anything else. You can find it online. It just depends how much you want to pay for it. Though I, yeah, I think even recently I looked at the Walmart site and they still had copies on there. So I don't know. I do mm. remember there was a an issue with, um, I think it was 1984. Some of the copies of 1984 had Diver Down inside of it instead of 1984, mm. which is wow, pretty disappointing. You know, you're ready to throw on. Uh, yeah. House of Pain, and you get um, Happy Trails. You know? <laughs> so yeah, there was a lot of people disappointed with the way the, the box set came out. Um, well, for collectors, that's actually pretty good. One time, yeah. one everybody's time, gonna go out and buy way, those now. One time, one time, way back in the day, like thirty years ago, I went into at one of those like sex shop kind of places. <laughs> <laughs> and I bought a VHS tape. Yeah, I bought a VHS tape of Deep Throat. Okay, I'm all excited to see the movie. You're admitting Taking this? We're live, Dave. I, I know. It's okay. I was like 20 at the time. I throw it in my 
uh, DVD, my uh, VHS player, and it was completely blank. They sold me a blank cassette, VHS cassette. (laughs) They had the package and everything. I'm like, all right. They had a hundred of them there. I'm like, okay, cool. You know? And you weren't going to go back and return it, huh? (laughs) No, I don't think I did that. No. Remember it being blank. It's like, wow, it's disappointing. So (laughs) thinking you're going to get, you could have imagined whatever you wanted by that point. Mike wants to hear more about my triple X stories. It would have been funnier if when you put it on, it wasn't blank, but it was David Lee Roth's No Holds Barbecue. Ah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That'd have been awesome. All right. Oh my gosh. In blank though. Yeah. VH, uh, VHS tape. That's sad, man. That... Really that's, a, that's a sad story. <laughs> I was married at the time. Yeah, that's horrible. It wasn't that bad. I was married at the time. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> so when, when she found it, it's like, oh, it's just a blank tape. But looking at the, the I, I know, I, I do want to. I'll talk sex tapes all night. Or <laughs> what are your thoughts on this on this box set though? The way that it's it's laid out. I mean, forget about the fact that no collection one exists. Um, you know, there's people are complaining there's no rarities on it, even though there's a rarities disc. They're not really rarities to hardcore fans. Um, they're songs right. we've had for years. I've heard guys complaining about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have an answer for that. The live without a net. What about live without a net? That's not in the in bit. No, but my but my thoughts I'm on if <laughs> I'm happy if sorry Johnny, I keep cutting you off. I'm happy if if your tape was blank. Michael Anthony and Sammy Hagar and even Alex are are making a little bit of money at this. Sammy deserves this. There was a lot of years where n- nobody was was playing the Sammy Hagar, Hagar stuff except for Sammy. And uh, Michael Anthony was a part of all the this stuff. And I'm happy for him because he's getting a cut of this. So I'm happy for those guys. And, uh, and being remastered. Uh, you hear stories about the your your old CDs being over compressed. So if like you were saying, Michael, if there's a way that in remastering it, it can open it up a little bit and you hear a little bit more clarity and maybe your stereo gets wider on a bit compared to the old CDs uh, that were over compressed. Maybe it'll maybe it'll sound better. So there is that. Well, under compressed, I think. I Don Landy is is the one that did the remasters. So I don't know whether to be happy about that or scared of that. Um I I I think it's I'm happy about it. I think that it's gonna be I think I'd be happy about it too. Because how many years has Don been going around and he hears it on the radio or something and up in his brain Uh, he's probably tells himself, Man, if I would have I probably should have, you know, a few more dBs here, or I should have maybe done the dialed that down. Mm-hmm. He probably has those thoughts where he, I could or could have done. Yeah, but see, radio is different than a regular 
hearing a song on a CD in your car, it's totally different because you'll notice if you listen, if you turn on the radio and you hear the same song, it doesn't it sound the same. Mm. It sounds super smashed, super right. compressed. Every there's no dynamics because yeah. that's what radio does. So a lot of times, you know, you would get like some special, you know, because I was a huge Van Halen collector years ago. Like I was telling you guys, I had everything back in the day, and I still have you know a few things here and there. Um, but you would get like these, you know, like a single to let's say, let's take eight one two. There, there was uh, singles for like "Feel So Good." You would on, and the B sides to those singles would be like would be radio edits. singles, radio yeah. edits, right. radio remixes. There's yep. actually a remix of "Finish What You Started" that I can't even tell the difference from it. I don't know. Maybe there is, but, um, but uh, but let's say like like the O Eight One Two album. If I listen to that in my car on my my iPad, I have to have the volume mm -hmm. cranked to a hundred. Yes. Yeah. To mm -hmm. to actually be like, yeah. And then I have to remember if I switch to anything else to quickly turn it down. Otherwise oh, it'll just get your, blasted. Yeah. 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 Eject your uh, CD and the radio comes in and it's twice as loud. <laughs> yeah. So, so that's up. the mastering tech. There's the industry level that they when they master something, you know, well, and, so. and that's that's also the the difference for nowadays is anything that's going to get remastered is going to get get mega boosted volume wise, bass wise. And we have had a few of these Hagar era tracks remastered in the past with, say, uh, Best of Both Worlds right. uh, album. Like you listen to like when it's love on there, there's a total you can totally hear the difference from the regular album. Yeah. Um, you know, as far as the mat again, it's remastered. The the master I don't do the master tapes even still exist? Do we know? Because I, I know Edward has um, Warner Brothers. You know, all the stuff, you know, Edward 5150 does have all those tapes, but those are all Edward's personal tapes. I, I don't think those are the actual masters for their albums. And remember, there was that warehouse fire years ago wow. that destroyed like thousands of, of master uh, uh, masters for albums. Yeah, but Van Halen wasn't affected by that. They they definitely weren't. So any masters that, that Warner Brothers has, I mean, I. I'm pretty sure these are the Warner Brothers remasters because after, after it was recorded, Eddie still had to send it out, you know, because it, it had to go to the label. So mm -hmm. that's mm -hmm. what that's what I believe these are. And and this is Warner Brothers that's putting this out, right? Or Rhino, it's Rhino Records that's putting it out. Yeah. So I thought it was interesting for them to put humans being out as the sort of the teaser for the box set um mm. and i i mean that that already sounded great um i don't think it needed much remastering i i was i would have really loved if they had done dreams or you know take something off of of ou812 um i don't know something where you could really hear the difference mm -hmm. but then of course you're you're open, the box set doesn't come out until October. That's months that people can just dissect whatever you put out. So maybe put out humans being to be safe and then late September.
put out something like, I don't know, feels so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it'll, it'll be, I, I know we're all excited to hear, especially yeah. 0812 right. being right. remastered. Those songs. How, how many copies do you think will sell? Rhino Records, how many copies are they wow. going to sell? Well, it's going to be CD and vinyl. So it's it's not just a vinyl set. It's a really, really cheap price point. Um, I was shocked at that. What's it? Something like 130, 120? It was like 125. What was it? I, I just talked about this last week. It was something like, yeah. like 50 bucks for the CD, for the CDs, and like 125 for the album, I think. Albums. Right. Something like that. Which is a great price. I mean, I know it's only what five. It's only five vinyl in there. With you, you're counting the rarities disc. I mean, that's still. You're, you're getting oh yeah. Nice so as far as the rarities, right? Yeah, you guys. The thing is, if it wasn't for the internet, half the stuff on that would be rarities because most people wouldn't even have heard of some of those songs uh, if it wasn't for the internet. I think because some of those tracks were only released on certain pressings of, of the albums, like yeah. like like the song uh, Crossing Over was from the Japan pressing, which I had back in the day. Yeah. But then also it was the B side for Can't Stop Loving You. Correct. Um, but I, I think it's a rarities as far as the casual fan. It's definitely a rarities disc. So I think that's what they're what they're shooting for with with that that's but as absolutely far what it is it's the, the casual fan doesn't know crossing over no not at all no and they may not even know the the songs from best of both worlds i mean if you if, if you were a casual van halen fan you probably already had all the sammy records you probably had the date records why are you going to buy a greatest hits to go along with that unless mm -hmm. the three songs were mind-blowing which a casual fan would have van halen one 1984 and 5150 yeah and that's probably it really mm -hmm. what do you, you guys think they, in the chat <laughs> unless they really wanted right now they're going to get from lawful carnal knowledge mm -hmm. and, which I, and, yeah because right now was huge Dude, I had, I actually, I still have the, remember cause singles, I have the cause singles from that and they released a right now, was it the radio mix? And there's a version of right now with no guitar solo in it, but in its yeah. place, they, they raise up the volume of the organ. I have it. This is true. So that could have been a rarity, you know? Most of you guys in the chat probably never even heard that. You guys probably never heard it. See, no, it, so that that could have been a like a rarity, but maybe maybe they're maybe they don't have access to that stuff, or they're saving that stuff for future future releases. Well, that was that that mix of right now. That's what was sent to like adult contemporary radio, where it would be songs like um, I don't know the the heaviest they would go would be Fleetwood Mac, and when you, you have something like Van Halen, the guitar is way too up there. So they put out something where there's no guitar solo, even though it's Van Halen. Yeah. Can you imagine it, that, it you guys? Right yeah, there was no guitar solo in that in that version of that song. Yeah. At all. Right. 
I do have to say, talking about the um, the right now single, I, I was telling you earlier, Johnny, that I got the press release for the the box set, and mm-hmm. it drove me insane that a band as big as Van Halen can't even get a press release that's right. One of the things it said was when it was talking about from lawful carnal knowledge, saying that there were seven singles that were released from the record, seven charting singles. As far as I know, there were three singles to the record. Um, maybe one which one that just went to radio. Carnal knowledge. Yeah, from lawful carnal knowledge. Pound cake. Mm-hmm. Uh, run around. What what Top else is on there? Top of the world, Top right world. now. <clears throat> what else was on that record? I can't even. Nothing I'm, that I'm counting four released as a single. Top of the world was a single because I remember there was two. There was like actually there was three music videos that came out for that. Yeah, yep. Um, run around was huge. Pound cake, obviously. I mean that that was they they. That was that was huge. Hmm. Um, well, you, you mean you had "Man on a Mission," "In and Out," "Dream Is Over." None of them are getting released as singles. Um, pleasure. I'm Dome. thinking "Man on a Mission" was a B side, though. Maybe they're counting B sides. Oh, that's cheating! If you're counting B sides, hmm. <laughs> Maybe they're counting the, 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 the vinyl world. <laughs> Hey, Pete. Johnny, seed vinyl world is in the chat. Yeah. Hey, man. He says he heard a mix and jump where they cut the guitar slow right out and went back into the keyboard part. Really? An official mix? Crazy. Because see, now anybody can, can do yeah. a mix of a song. Oh, wait. Metal Mike is saying pound cake, run around right now, top of the world. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe they're counting the like version? that, that that version of right now that I was talking about. No solo. Maybe they're counting that as a. That's an idea. Least. Maybe it's, you know, right now they're counting three times because there was a adult contemporary mix. There was the rock radio mix, and right now had three versions of the song. If you bought the single at the time, it had the, yeah. reg- the regular one. It had an edit version. Which basically goes right into the song, you know, it plays the piano for like a second and then goes right into it. Yeah, and then yeah. there was that version with no guitar solo. Hmm. I still think that's cheating. If you're counting that as you can't count right now more than <laughs> once. It's one song. I don't care how many ways you cut it up. It's insane. But it's so Van Halen. It's 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 so <laughs> on brand for Van Halen. Judgment Day wasn't a single, dude, 5150. No. Hello. Judgment Day. <laughs> Hello. Hello. That wasn't a single. Trust me, I was there. And Michael worked at a record shop, you know. He he'll tell yeah. you too. He was stalking at, the, the at tapes. That time, I don't I didn't I did not stock seven different singles from, <laughs> from <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, but see, we're giving you guys 
We're giving you guys tips. If you want to get some rare Van Halen stuff that you're not going to get from this box set, go out and find the singles from these albums. Yeah. You'll find the rare mixes of these songs. You know? Or the radio well, station CDs, uh, the promo CDs. If you if you look at the version of Humans Being that they released for the video, they might have done mm -hmm. two different YouTube videos just in the past week. One of them is the edit of Humans Being. I think it's only three minutes and 40 seconds long. Officially, that was released back in the day. The the right. the the version of that was an edit version that skipped a guitar solo. Yes. It went into the second solo, I guess. So what I saw was the exact same thing that was released back in the day, but then they also released like uh, a version of the song where it was just the VH logo. There was no video. Like a lyric video with no lyrics. Yeah. I and saw that, that too. Michael, your mom is watching. That, I can't remember. Who's watching? Michael Christopher's mom was watching. Cynthia. Oh, really? She, she just stopped to say hello. <laughs> my parents don't wait. My parents yeah. wait till the reruns. <laughs> my mom is the biggest David Lee Roth fan. Oh, no way. No, no way. She does not like David Lee Roth, actually. <laughs> Roth had she, I ruined David Lee Roth for her. <laughs> hey, Mom. <laughs> oh, God. I, I don't even get embarrassed. She likes Sammy better than Dave? She likes anybody So she's more of a Sammy guy than a Dave guy. I think she's more of an Eddie guy. Hmm. <laughs> uh, I've told yeah. this story before, but my girlfriend uh, had a little encounter with David Lee Roth back in 1980 in <clears throat> backstage in uh, El Paso, Texas. Wow. <clears throat> yeah. Was my it, claim is to it fame. a triple X story? Or? It was very inappropriate what she did to Dave. Was there a blank but, tape uh, involved? She said that Dave said that our, our my girlfriend said that Dave uh, was saying to her the whole time. Oh wow! Yeah. Sounds yeah. like something 1980 Dave would do. What year was this? 80? Was was uh, she the inspiration for that joke he would always uh, tell about I groupies banging on his door, and he finally would let them out? <laughs> 1980, 1980, I think she said, and uh, it was in El Paso and. She had long red hair at the time. I think he told that story, dude, on a bootleg. Like 17 or 18 or so. Was That's back when he started telling all those stories on stage. Yeah. And if your mom was in, in the chat, then I would tell you exactly what she did. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost her bedtime. We'll be able to tell that story soon enough. <laughs> oh, man. So you guys just use your imagination. Mm -hmm. We've got we've got the rarities out there that we can we can track down. Um, but what about the, the another huge problem people are having with this box set is balance. With you've got the one song from Balance that is on a rarities disc. So once again, you get the vinyl. Is that the one balance. where Eddie sings? Eddie's singing no. and they're doing a back and forth. Oh, mm -mm. okay. No, but well, I mean, see, here's the thing. Cause I had 
all of these singles. Like I said, I collected all this stuff back in the day. Mm -hmm. I can tell you there was a single, I mean, I might have this wrong. There was a, a purple edition single of Don't Tell Me. And I know at some point there was a B-side and it was that, like that dinosaur song. Yeah. Which I can never Blatch, pronounce. Blachetherium. Um, yeah. Right. And they put that, they made sure it was on that purple vinyl. So it would have been on vinyl because the edition that came out in the U.S. omitted that song from there for for space. But rare, weird enough, in the European version, it had the full album on it. Wait, wait, what, what's, wait, wait, wait. So the balanced vinyl doesn't have that instrumental on it? No, not not the U.S. version. And it's not that... on the, the one that's coming out on this box set. I have that. Are you sure it's huh. on there? Let me look, actually. I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. So what Johnny's going to look at is the the instrumental by Eddie, um, Palauchitherium, which I, if I'm sure I'm butchering the pronunciation of it. It was on the CD. It was on the cassette. But it didn't make the vinyl in the United States because the, the more songs you put on vinyl after a certain point, it just gets way too thin. And... They, that was the song that they decided to take off of it. And now, in this release, in the box set, they're, instead of putting that song back on balance on vinyl, um, they are putting it as a rarity. Okay. There we go. I can't even see this. It would have been after Doing Time, right? Yep. Doing Time... Doing Time is the last song on side one, and then on side two is Aftershock. Aftershock, yeah. So that's out of order as well. So if that's not are... even on. That's not even on here. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. You... I never, I never knew that. But see, if if they want to do rarities, you know, you have like Dreams, mm -hmm. which actually there's a. Um, this actually came out. This was released with. Remember the the Blue Angels music video. Yep. Yep. You hear an extra Eddie lick on the guitar that you didn't hear on the regular album. You hear it on this. Mm -hmm. That would be a, a rarity. And then there was actually, they released a, a Carnal Knowledge uh, box set. You guys probably don't even know this. It was released in uh, like France or Germany, but it wasn't like the Carnal Knowledge album. It was Top of the World. I think it was Top of the World. And then they had a version of of why can't this be love that was like extended where they just keep re kept repeating like a chorus oh, same yeah, with right. dreams there was an extended version of dream that might actually be on here no there was an extended version of dreams too where it kept repeating the guitar solo over like you know the be beginning of the solo where, where he's like yeah. dun, 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 dun. you know they kept repeating that like five times right <laughs> you know those would be cool things to have. I would love to have something like that either on CD, digitally, um, on vinyl. Think mm -hmm. about when the the first pressings of um, Best of Volume 1 came out on Running yeah. with the Devil. They had the second and third verses flipped by accident. Mm -hmm. That's a rarity. Yeah, that's a rarity. <laughs> a rarity. Running with the rarities. <laughs> there we go. That's the name of their the fifth disc. 
Let's do it. Send it to Warner <laughs> Brothers. Get some royalties out of it. <laughs> Wayne Furman has the new uh, live red vinyl. Dreams on side B, new You got any of those vinyl. copies oh. left, Johnny? You got any? I have two of them. Got any of those copies of that red vinyl? I still do, yeah. I have two of them. We'll be giving them away at some point. Oh, yeah. At some point, we'll be giving this away. So keep it tuned in right here. Make sure you smash that subscribe. And then when these come out, we're going to give away a couple of these, too. Nice. So, so when's the official uh, Eat These Things come out? Are they, They're they current right now, aren't they? Or, or we've got a few days mm -mm. of waiting or what? The box set is currently uh, out and available. Yeah, October 6th. Two months. October, October 6th. 6th. Wow. It's a long, it's a long ways away still. Mm -hmm. Hmm. That's why I think they went safe with the humans being released from it because anything else would have been under so much scrutiny for the next two months. You know what I'm thinking though? I mean, this releasing that, because see, the thing is, since that song 1996 how long ago was that i hate to even think yeah way too long uh how many uh 25 like 20 years, years ago 20 26 years 26 years so you wow. have a whole new generation of people out there you know that took our jobs away um i never had a job um <laughs> And they've, th this is brand new stuff to them. So that song would be brand new Johnny, to them. Johnny, this is your job. This is my job. That's right. And you're at your job right now. Yes, I am. That's a rarity. Humans being is a rarity. Too. It's a rarity. And if you're, if you're 20 years old, a rarity. if you're, <laughs> if, if you're 20 years old, that you've never heard that song before. You've probably never seen that movie. I only went and saw that movie in the theaters just to hear the Van Halen music. Yeah. You know, no, I couldn't stand that movie. For the end credits. <laughs> yeah, Helen Hunt, come on, man. <laughs> no, seriously, I went and saw that movie awesome. several times just to you know to hear the music, the Van Halen music, and then the ending because that's the only place you could hear that ending. Yeah, respect uh, when. Respect the wind, but then, well, here's another rarity. You actually had to go out and buy the classic, the orchestrated version of that soundtrack to right. get to get the extended version of that, or even just to get that. Maybe was it you know? on the original soundtrack? I think it was the there, edited version on the soundtrack, but then you had to buy the score to get this the full version. Yes, yeah, which is a rarity. <laughs> well, there's, there's also. If you watch the movie, there's a sort of orchestra version of Humans Being that mm -hmm. leads into the actual song. That would be cool to have. Have Humans That's... Being start off with an orchestra, and then yeah. maybe you can have it mixed throughout the track. It's a rarity. That would be great. Yeah, I'm sure that exists. It has to. You know, strings, um, because they wrote that song for that movie. There has to be a mix of that where there's strings like throughout that and they just never put it out. You know, yeah. it's like, yeah, whatever that. Yeah. That see, I think, I think they're testing, they're testing the, you're okay, Dan. I think they're testing the waters with this. Yeah. 
and putting out this fifth disc as as rarities although for us it's like bah humbug but for like i said there's a whole new generation of people out there where this is new to them this is brand new and they're going to see how this goes and then they're going to slowly i'm just assuming put out the stuff that we want right. eventually you know yeah like i think if they put out a a deluxe edition of 5150 let's say in two years you put mm -hmm. out 5150 you package it with whatever demos that, that have been floating around in really poor quality and then you put live without a net in there you put a blu-ray of it with the songs that weren't on the original vhs release and mm -hmm. you put a vinyl of of live without a net um and then you've got this great deluxe edition something akin to what jimmy page had done with the zeppelin releases each one of those records was released as its own freestanding box set and you just got tons of extra tracks and demos and and whatnot I don't know if they are testing the waters for that. I mean, I want, would, would there be a demand for something like that for Van Halen? From the from the casual fan, yeah, that's what I'm wondering. Yeah, that's tough. But for for us and for a lot of other people like us, yeah. Oh yeah. But the thing is, a lot of us we already have. We like I was telling you stuff that I have in my iPod. A lot of people don't even know exists. You know, so there are some of us out there that do have this amazing stuff. Mm -hmm. Maybe they need to contact us to see like what else is really yeah, out there. Because I can tell you guys, if you guys are, if Rhino, if you're watching this, I can tell you what what we want. You know, yeah. Yeah, um, we'll give you a real rarities disc or a box yeah. set of rarities. Yeah, yeah. Dane will even give you a blank tape. <laughs> I do a VHS. <laughs> <laughs> no man but but live without a, oh my gosh live without a net there was so much stuff that was put out as, pro, as promotion for that back in the day that got played on the radio uh like like the song rock and roll there was a whole nother version of that from like the previous night that they released yeah it's not the same one that's on the, the vhs there was you know there was good enough which was cut uh really there, there was uh you really got me was cut i mean i i never heard like like uh like a, a version of that from that but because but there was definitely supposedly it opened the show it did yeah yeah but yeah i've never you, heard it from that show it just it's always been the one way to rock that right it opens it um right right but if if you listen to any bootlegs from the 5150 tour you really got me opens the show it goes from there to one way to rock and then there was other songs that that were totally cut out like dreams yeah um like uh uh getting all these what have i seen what wayne Furman? you're sending me messages have i seen what have i seen these oh yeah yeah these were those these are those japan oh yeah singles. japan remasters yeah yeah those are cool man yeah those are remastered but yeah so anyway so there there was so much stuff from from live without a net that was commercially uh released back in the day mm 
on radio that you know i i recorded off the radio every, every time i would it would come on i'd request request it you know and um and then you could get there was vinyl there were so many bootlegs out there that do have you know rarities um but because uh, you know the internet i've got a huge box of 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 cassettes um that one of these show dane somebody remind me and we'll go through these cassettes there it's like interviews uh live stuff um i've got tons of shows that aren't even like on the internet you know like when they would get YouTube. interviewed for a, a new release like on the westwood one radio network mm -hmm. you know they would always do things like that um or if they just went to a certain town every town they go to they're they're doing radio interviews yeah um, i mean i've seen bootlegs of that where it's just those interviews you know? mm -hmm. You would hear those too, like the, the San Francisco station. There was a there was a station that was called KRQR, the Rocker, mm -hmm. and there was a, a cut that Sammy Netty did saying, "Hey, this is Sammy Hagar, Netty Van Hill, and you're listening to KRQR, the Rocker." You know, stuff like that. I have that on a tape somewhere. Yeah, and there's so much of that out there for each different market, each different station. I mean, there was there was the uh, the uh, uh, what's 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 the show not off the record the one where you would call in rockline there were so many rockline episodes yep. you know with with the band there was all the album premieres you know with the with the band um there's so much stuff and brian has a question brian just sent me a text message <laughs> you guys smash that thumbs up Wow. So, Michael, if people want to get a hold of your book, what's the best way of doing that? Buying a copy of your book? Yeah, I would say just go to Amazon, Barnes & Noble, um, wherever you're picking up your, your books. You can just search for Van Halen, The Eruption and the Aftershock, and it'll be there. Um, yeah, that's a website down below. Um, X and Instagram. My socials. X. <laughs> There's also, if, if you're not a big reader, like um, Ned is not a big reader. I know that. Um, he's a big chewer. He's a big chewer. Um, <laughs> there's an Audible uh, version of the, of the book, an audio book that you can get in Audible or um, whatever Barnes & Noble has. And I did the narration of the audio book. Or <laughs> we have boxes of them. <laughs> Brian, we got Brian. He's sending me WhatsApp messages. Yeah, the legend of 1900. Most of you guys have never heard that. Eddie Van Halen did did some tracks with Roger Waters that yeah, were officially released back 20 years ago. Yeah, those are some rarities. Mm -hmm. But I don't think Warner Brothers owns those. Ricky's so this would one. be rarities that... Right what? Oh! Right Ricky on. Spanish we're selling these orders in a book right now. We're, we're selling books. Awesome. Yay. Thank you. I'll get five cents on that. It'll be <laughs> <laughs> Raymond, Johnny, up. would you have to digitize the cassette tapes and maybe remaster the yeah. I'll be, be I'll be doing my own remasters of of stuff. 
<laughs> yeah. I can play you guys some of the stuff on one of these shows eventually, because I've, I've got a Tascam 4-track right in front of me here, and I'm not kidding. It's it's right here. That's what I used to use when I do these shows mm -hmm. all these years. I'd be running a, a 58 mm -hmm. through a Tascam. So I have that. I've got a huge box mm -hmm. of tapes. I'll show you guys. I'll go through the tapes at some point on one of these shows. I'll show you guys what I have. It's so many, like, interviews, like, interviews with, with Edward, like, speaking in Dutch, you know, years ago, and... and just all kinds. Oh, of I got to hear that. Do you know? Can you speak Dutch? I don't know what he's saying. No, I have no <laughs> idea what he'd be saying. I, I think the, the the most frustrating part is for fans, for hardcore fans, is we have all these songs out there that are true rarities, but we know there's better quality versions of them that somebody has, whether it's warner brothers or it's in the, the or the, me yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah it's quite a task to uh assemble them all get them all together yeah. yeah well i think van halen fans are just frustrated in general right because we always want more yeah and that's that's the magic of this band i mean look at this we're sitting here talking about a band that doesn't exist anymore yeah hate to yeah, say so it but when, it's when you got that theory. The guys are like, always leave them wanting more. Van Halen absolutely did that. Mm -hmm. And it's still going. It's it's ridiculous mm -hmm. that we can sit here and talk for, you know, an hour and a half and, and still not even talk about all the things that we want from this band that doesn't exist anymore. Oh, yeah. No, it'll it'll keep going forever. I mean, it's Van Halen's just such a special band, and I mean, Edward Van Halen. Without Edward Van Halen, there's no Van Halen. Doesn't matter. I think that's why there's a market for it too, because people want to hear, even just your casual fans, want to hear things that they hadn't heard before from Eddie Van Halen. Mm -hmm. And I, I just hope that it's. I mean, this is the last major rock band that has not put out anything of note that's really rare or out of what what's been out for years um no new well, live shows, i always no enjoyed that um i had a cassette of their um very last show at the pasadena civic center before they went on like their mm -hmm. first u.s tour and that's available on um youtube where you can get the, the audio of that but i have that on a cassette tape Back in the 80s and the 90s, and I wore that thing out. That was so much fun to listen to. You could hear when they were doing Ice Cream Man, Eddie's guitar came unplugged. You could hear him plugging it back in, kicking right back in, right before the solo, just in time to nail the solo. Wow. That, that was a lot of fun listening to that YouTube. Mm -hmm. But yeah, just yeah. all those live cassettes that we had back in the day. Yeah. And think about the generation you had of that. I mean, that had to be 17th generation of, of that show. And it was still magical. Yeah. Although th there are, I mean, the, the show he's talking about, that's uh, Pasadena Civic 77. I forget. What's the actual date of that? October or something or December or something? I don't know, but I remember Dave. Here's one off our first album. He says yeah. stuff like, I've been waiting an awful long time to let you go. Here's one off our first album. It's called Atomic Punk. And then it, yeah. 
That was awesome. Yeah. That's, that's the one where Michael Anthony gives a shout out to Ted Templeman. Uh, yeah, at the very end, he's like, Ted Templeman, we love you. Yeah. Or something like that. <laughs> the very, very end. Super high. His, his voice was so high. Yeah, he's and, like, Ted uh, Templeman, this one's for you, baby. But it's much higher. for you, baby. Yeah, Dave's like, we're going to tear the roof off the place right here. <laughs> and then Michael comes uh, comes in. Dad, this one's for you, baby. Yeah, and that's what did they go into? Was it was, it was it, uh, magical? Really you got really got me. Yeah, yeah. It, it was the last. It was the last song. Yeah, yeah. Did I tell you guys a story? I was down. I was down in L.A. for the Nam show. This was twenty. I don't know, fourteen. Something. This was a long time ago. I was down there, and and um, we were walking our dog Howie, the Dalmatian, around Pasadena, downtown Pasadena, and all of a sudden there it is, Pasadena Civic Auditorium. So I go walking mm -hmm. over there, and and the side door was slightly open. So I open the door and I walk in there and it's pitch black dark. And all of a sudden there's a, there's a lady in there vacuuming and she sees me. And I'm like, I'm like, hi, can I, where's the stage? I want to see the stage. And she picks up a radio <laughs> and she starts talking. <laughs> I got out of there. I split and I, I never went back. There were sirens you know, all this stuff. Um, oh, no. But I, I really, because of that show you're talking about, I really wanted to see the yeah. stage. Although I think yeah. we learned later on, Van Halen never actually played the main part of that auditorium. They always played like the smaller room for that oh. show. It wasn't like the main huge area that they would play. Right. Okay. Time. But mm -hmm. now if you go there, there's a plaque on the side of the wall, yeah. on, the, on the side of the outside that says... You've showed us that on your channel. I was there you live. By there. A few years. Yeah. I did a Pasadena Van Halen live tour on YouTube right. here. Yeah. Video will be right up there on playback at an hour, seven, 37 minutes. So, yeah. What would you think their attendance was at that 77 Pasadena show? 600 people? That what would you guys one? guess? No, in 1977, when they're like, this is our, um, you know, our well, last show at Pasadena. This is our last oh. show. The ma that main I've been part. Waiting an awful long time to say, "Here's one well, off see, our first album." That's where they would hold those huge award shows, like like the like the Academy Awards. You just watch that on TV. That's the Pasadena oh, wow. Civic. That's, so that's the place. Okay. Ten thousand. So it, yeah, yeah. Van Halen you wasn't think, playing that room. Right. So they're, they were playing right. like like right out. I was actually probably Good in the room walking around, and I didn't yeah. realize it. Maybe you know? a thousand, maybe twelve hundred. Mm -hmm. Tops. Maybe, maybe a thousand. Yeah. Maybe a thousand. Tops. I think there was maybe. a thousand people there. Maybe. You know. Um, but anyway, yeah. As far as that show, like that you were talking about, Dane. If you guys want a really good version of it, um, there's a, a CD you can find. It's called "Dress to Kill." Yeah. And it has Van Halen on the front. They're dressed up like from the Hot for Teacher music Hot video. We're in the we're in the suits. And the mm -hmm. backside of it is them sitting there from the video, like eating like the candy and the popcorn. Mm -hmm. If you get, find the CD of that, this is what I had. Find the CD of that. The thing is, it's that show, but it's one track. So you can't you can't skip. 
So you have oh, to you right. have to press you have to press forward. You can't and then press at the, forward. Yeah. And then at the end of it, they have the two they have uh uh House of Pain running with the devil, the Gene Simmons version. Yep. yep. And oh, after that, they uh, there's two um live tracks. Uh one's called uh, Bullet Head and one's called Down in Flames which if you guys know your your Van Halen history down in flames is what became tattoo tattoo yeah. oh so <laughs> rarities those bootlegs were i don't know if they were just trying to fill space on the CDs by every bootleg that i have from let's say the mid 90s um it always had these extra things it wasn't just that show it was something weird. Like on Dress to Kill, you had the, the Gene Simmons demos. Um, I know I had On Fire in Fresno, and that had the mm -hmm. Rodney Bingenheimer interviews with, with Dave. Mm -hmm. um, and then Eyes of the Night, that had something on it too, I forget. But but there was something extra there. That was so, like one of, the, one of the high school performances, I think. With It's all covers, like ZZ Top and... Yep. and yeah. James Gang and... Somebody, somebody actually just just uh, tagged me on was it? No, it wasn't X. It was real. Uh, not real. Uh, what what's it called? The new Instagram. Threads. Is it reels? Threads. threads. Yeah. Somebody just tagged me on Threads literally yesterday, and they're like, "I think this is fake. I think this is AI fake Van Halen." And it was the Eyes of the Night album, and I'm like, oh. "No, that is that yeah. is Van Halen, but yeah. it's it's very old. It's it's uh, <laughs> rarities." <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah the quality is not the best but um it's got some really interesting work on there if you can if you can listen through it which mm -hmm. i mean eddie shines on it you can really hear him perfectly um yeah but a lot of it some of there's a lot of hiss there's a, it's it's just not the best recording yeah because it, it was cassette tape it was cassette yeah. you know micro cassette recorders that people were bringing into these shows or i think i think the band actually had a lot of that stuff recorded mm -hmm. they would record the stuff and then they would listen to it later and work on their show and, and their production and so i think that's why a lot of this stuff exists and let me just say really quickly um smash that thumbs up you guys we got 69 people here live you guys are awesome i think i mean back back in the the 90s when Aerosmith was putting out box sets, Black Sabbath, you know, uh, Led Zeppelin, you know, all these bands putting out, you know, basically like all these, all the rarities, whatever. And we're all like, where's the Van Halen? Right. And then all these years, nothing, nothing, nothing. Maybe, maybe they they were waiting, you know, like, like you don't want to put everything out and then, like what's what's there left for a Led Zeppelin fan now? Is there is there no, stuff left? No, and apparently Jimmy Page is working on like remastering or remixing the remasters. I mean, he just won't give up that ghost, <laughs> but there's nothing else left to do. Um with Van Halen though, I think they always thought that they were um they, or they were reversed to becoming a legacy band. So in the 90s when everybody else is putting out those box sets, like Aerosmith, their Pandora's box is phenomenal. It's all their old 70s stuff, all mm -hmm. different versions of the songs, a lot of live stuff. I would have loved to have gotten that from Van Halen, but 
obviously in the nineties, they were way too caught up in whatever they were trying to do. You know, Sammy out, Dave in, Gary in, Gary out. They and were still, they, they were still a, a, a current band by that. Right. They, the did, they didn't want to start putting out. I mean, it was twisting their arm to get the best of volume one. out. They're not going to put out a box set of rarities while they're still a functioning unit. No yeah, matter how not, dysfunctional it was. I don't think Edward wanted to do any of that either. He he was always always uh wanting to move forward and make new material, mm-hmm. make a new record. I don't they it seemed like you know, if I think Edward had said in interviews, if if uh if, if you want a greatest hits, go out and buy all the records and make your own. Yeah. I think I think he actually said that at one point. Mm-hmm. So I don't I don't think Hmm. But uh, obviously there is a lot of stuff out there. And like I can tell you guys, I got so much rare stuff on my iPod, which is slowly. <laughs> it only works in the car. So I can't even, if I wanted to, I couldn't play it in here. Um, like th- there is a lot of stuff out there as far as rare yeah. stuff that I guarantee a lot of you guys have never heard. Um, so the stuff does exist, uh, but I think, I think they're kind of testing the waters now with, with this and then to see what the reaction is like and, and, you know, although I think Wolfgang had said, you know, it's up to Alex, uh, anything they put out in the future and maybe Edward didn't want any of that stuff in the vault put out eventually because with 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 edward if it wasn't done and finished it didn't get out mm-hmm. right which is why so, my live right here right now is so so many overdubs and so much almost re-recorded completely it is Not recorded completely it is i have yeah. two songs from that um there was somebody i had a, a friend on facebook um he, he's since passed away but he bought a dat tape from like the Andy Johns estate and and he had put it up online so it, it's online now if you search it you can find it but it's it's a uh, man on a mission and in and out and if you listen to him you're like that's from the album just no vocals no it's it's them in the studio re-recording the songs because you you hear sammy singing and then once the song's done you hear sammy say okay i'm out of (laughs) here yeah yeah because he thought he was just going in to do some overdubs and they're having him re-sing the entire show they pretty much redid that entire show because an actual bootleg audio bootleg of that show does exist well, so you could live on radio when it when it happened, wasn't it? No, what happened? Uh, the, I was there. Um, I wasn't at that show, but it was played on radio. Uh, Sammy Hagar was live at Cabo Wabo jamming right. with friends in 1992, early 92. And then what they did was they played uh, a bunch of tracks from Fresno and they're they're different. They're different uh, uh, mixes. Yeah. So they're actually, they're more raw. They're, they're really not what ended up, like totally what ended up being on, on right here right now. But there is an actual audio audience recording from that show. 
and you can listen to it and you can tell it's not the same because I think Eddie breaks a string. Oh, that's right. Eddie breaks a string during during like pound cake or something. And then and then in the footage of of Judgment Day, he's playing a different guitar. That's where he broke the string. See, it's making sense now. Yeah. Where it, it inter inter splits. Hey the, guys, the I gotta go home. Well, Johnny, okay, we'll I gotta see. go home. It's getting late. <laughs> <laughs> I told you. When he has to go, he has to go. Yeah, he's out the door. Michael, your nice mom, meeting your mom's you, man. leaving too. Congrats. Great meeting you as well. Congratulations. Let's, let's Yes. Sure. Here every Tuesday. Yeah. Tell Where Johnny eventually he'll stop uh, sending me the link. But I want to hear more. All right, guys. Story. Thanks for having me. <laughs> <laughs> See you later, Dane. Yeah. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Yeah. Bye, man. <laughs> so I think it would have been great if, with the live right here, right now set, we got something with that that wasn't released because you know the red vinyl one you're basically mm -hmm. getting a studio recording of van halen just redoing those songs with audience noise that audience noise i i always had an issue with that when that first came out i remember cranking that album driving around like yeah this is awesome but there's something about this audience noise you could tell it was definitely it was a loop it kept yeah. repeating it kept yeah. And it just, it, it, it took away from it. It yeah. really didn't add to it. And I could tell you, I had seen Van Halen several times live before that came out. I'm like, this isn't live. The way Eddie, Eddie sounds too restrained the way he's playing to actually be like a live version. Cause he's, he would do way more, you know, squeals and, and yeah. dive bombs live than what you heard on right here, right now. Right. You could tell it just it wasn't. I don't know. Well, yeah, it wasn't him in front of a crowd. It was him in a studio focusing on the playing as opposed to just kind of going for it live and being more open to improv and just, you know, kind of hamming it up for the audience and yeah, being, being more well, less restrained, as you said. Yeah, it's the, the energy. I mean, it was still awesome, but it wasn't. Yeah, yeah. Because again, you can A B right here, right now, what came out with another live audience recording from like the same tour. It was night and day between the performances. That's wild. Yeah. Still good, but not, 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 you know, not what, not what it should have been. It's a cool document to have, but it's a shame you can't have the real thing, you know? especially something live right here, right now that isn't live mm -hmm. here right now. Mm -hmm. And and that's really what sucks is we're never going to go to another Van Halen concert ever yeah. again. I mean, if you were there, there was nothing for me, for my era, yeah. there was nothing like Van Hagar. Well, it was mostly Van Hagar, you know, but there was nothing like Van Hagar outdoors uh, for a, an evening. Nothing yeah. like it. And I've always said that actually the right here, right now tour was like the best tour I ever saw. Cause it was outdoors. Right. Right. It was in the, um, it was all in the sheds. All it was in the sheds and, and, I, and out here, this is Sammy Hagar's hometown. Yeah. So, yeah. so Sammy's like, Hey, I'm home, you know, and the audience is going crazy. Yeah. 
you know, and they they actually did the uh, uh, Neil Young would do these benefit shows uh, yep. called the the Bridge Benefit. Mm-hmm. He brought Edward. Sammy brought Edward to one of them in '93. They did a piano version of "Right Now" and and uh, "Love Walks In," and yeah. he was playing the Parker Fly guitar. You know, right. and I had missed that because I had, I was at home watching the show. And this is funny. See, I can connect all this stuff together. I was at home watching on NBC the show called Cafe and Music Can, which was Valerie Bertinelli's new sitcom. Right, and right. at the very beginning of the show, she kicks a, a, a bum out of the cafe. Oh, He's playing the guitar. And it was Eddie. Yeah, yeah. So I'm at home watching that being like, man, this is cool. And then after that's over, the local news comes on and there's Eddie and Sammy at Shoreline. I'm like, oh, crap. <laughs> I could have been there. Yeah. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> yeah, it's not like today where you knew everybody that was going to be at, at the bridge school benefit. You know, now you know weeks in advance. Back then it was, you never knew who was going to show up. You certainly didn't think Eddie was going to show up, you know, d- doing doing anything that wasn't full production. Uh, and I do have that show, too. though. I have, the, I, I, I got a VHS copy of that show filmed on this on the screen. So I so I've seen it since, but but again, rarity. Yeah, rarity. see, you know, <laughs> I'm sure there's a great video copy of that somewhere. Oh, there is. Pristine. There definitely is. There definitely is. And and Sammy Hagar and Michael Anthony, they're what they call Van Hagar, the other half account. Their yeah. their Instagram account. You know, they're they're releasing a lot of cool stuff uh, from from those tours and stuff that's pro shot that we never saw back in the day and rarities. So, you know, so much rarities out there. Yeah. But we got crossing over. We did. On the rarities, rarities disc. We did. And that is considered a rarity. I mean, there's a lot of fans that really don't know about that song, and they especially don't know the history of it. Yeah, how it was actually it was recorded in 1983. Yeah, actually, it was written then, and then used later on, and and or stuff you know, like the Wildlife soundtrack, mm-hmm. all all that stuff, or the seduct seduction of Gina soundtrack. You yeah. know, I mean, just all this cool. Yeah. But uh I think we'll get a lot of the stuff eventually. If not officially, it'll start circulating, you know, through the internet and you know, because of, you know, shows like this. Yeah. Making telling you guys this stuff does exist and we've you know, we've either we have it or we've heard it. You know. And someone's gonna come out with a copy and say, Oh yeah, I've got that. I've I had this in uh you know, I've had this for years. I worked somewhere and I have a copy of it, you know. Mm-hmm. Somebody has the the actual score of the wildlife, you know, not just Donut City, but they've got all these, all the yeah. other tracks. Yeah, you know, which, I do have a that. Lot of that's out there. <laughs> <laughs> that was released years ago. So th- there is a lot of that that is that is out there. That, yeah. See, that's the stuff I love. Right. And that was something that Edward... He didn't like he he put that out and he he wanted to forget about it. Yeah. But but for for people like us, I don't care if it's a drum machine. It's Eddie Van Halen. Right. 
Yeah, I would love <laughs> to have all the work that he did for wildlife, like everything that he gave them and said, yep. here, just do whatever you want with it. It's a bunch of junk. And they were probably like, what? This is a masterpiece. That was stuff. That was stuff that they would actually use um, for the NAM shows, too, at the Kramer booth. Edward would record, uh, like, when they debuted, like, the Ripley guitar. Yeah, yeah. You know? Eddie, because uh, I've, I've got a good friend of mine who would go, and he would hang out with Eddie for years. You know, he, he knew him. And and I'm, he was telling me that that he'd go to the NAM the Kramer booth, and they would have headphones sitting there, and you could listen to the Ripley being demonstrated, and it was Eddie. It was Eddie playing it, and it was yeah. all stuff. And this buddy of mine, he uh, was offered the cassette tape, like the demo tape for that. Like, here, you can have this, like when they're closing up the shop, you know? Right. And he and he, and he he was like, nah, or he had it, or uh, got thrown out. Rarities, man. That's rarities. <laughs> That's the stuff. Yeah. Eddie Van Somebody Halen, 1984 era stuff, man. I mean... Dang. Huh, Raymond? No, nah, I'm not releasing anything. I was just joking. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys want to hear it, I'll be driving down the street. I'll do a tour of the country where I'm just driving around with my windows down. Right. I'll be right. driving by your houses blasting, you know, the rarities. That's a good idea. <laughs> Michael and I, we'll yeah. be driving, we'll pick up Dane. <laughs> oh the giveaway is a rarity oh that's right we have a giveaway totally forgot i'm giving away some picks you guys brand new i found these i found still these in the guitar war still wow. sealed look at that yeah that is a, that's a rarity this it probably is yeah yeah so we're gonna spin and give these away what do you think what time is it we're almost at two hours <laughs> you're east coast right i'm east coast yeah so it's like it's like 10 um well what what else can we think of real quick about this box set um i mean i i think that people are asking is it going to be split up at, at any point and sold individually i think that's going to happen by the spring Oh, they're definitely, it's, it's Rhino Records. They're, yeah. they're going to be individual, sold individually. Uh, it's going to be mass produced. It's going to yeah. be everywhere. So right. I wouldn't worry about, well, the box sets, well, th that right here, right now box set is limited. Yeah, wasn't me... that 2,000 copies or 5,000? Where's the graph? 7,000, I don't know. I think it was less than that. Where's the graphic that I made for it? Uh, I don't think it says on here. Um, the chat will tell us. Tell us in the chat how many copies was this was was uh of this was released? It was less than ten thousand. I know that, or maybe it was eleven thousand. Someone will tell us. Maybe it was like a thousand. It wasn't. It was. It wasn't very many because on Record Store Day I went and and uh there was one copy in the in the store and i got it i saw it i was actually i was live you can actually watch my channel here me being like okay where is it oh there it is and i grabbed it 
Yeah. You know? Okay, Did Brad's saying 7,000. 7,000? Could be. That sounds still right. Not, still not much. I mean... No, and you couldn't find it after a certain point. Right. It's a rarity. It's a rarity, and I have two of them. <laughs> They're back in there, and I'm giving them away at some point on this channel during one of these shows, so make sure you guys smash that subscribe. 7,500, I'm seeing a couple of people say. That's still rare. Well, I have two of them, so 7,498. <laughs> 97 because i've got one or, or whatever yeah <laughs> <laughs> there we go johnny rock thank you <laughs> I yeah how many copies of the box set are being released of the collection hmm it doesn't say that it's limited no and it is rhino records so there's going to be plenty of them uh, and then after the release or dur actually during the release, they'll probably release each one individually. Yeah. Uh, maybe not the rarity disc. That might be like a, an exclusive for the set, I would think. Maybe, although who knows? No, I think you're right because that'll keep the set selling. Yeah. Yeah, but th they'll definitely re-release... Uh, re 5150, 812, Balance, Carnal Knowledge, uh, under the Rhino Records uh, uh, name, or, or Warner's. What, what do you do with Balance, then? Do you put that bonus... I say you put the bonus song, the Balachitharium, you put that on it, you put Crossing Over on there, and you make it a double vinyl. Because the whole reason was they took it off because it didn't fit. So if you add hmm. Crossing over to it then it's just the japanese version and it's a two album set and it's like a gatefold right you make thing. it a gatefold i think this came with this yeah yeah the actual one here i'll do this real quick yeah like this one actually came i'm not showing the front because we're live on facebook and facebook doesn't like the front of this record right yeah, like <laughs> so i'm not showing it yeah. Um, but yeah, this came with this and then, and then it has the lyrics, you know, all that. If you notice what's missing off of that, off of the back cover of balance is the Coke can that was in the alley. That was sort of the middle finger that the band were giving to Pepsi for, oh, so you can't see that because it's the squared up image. You can yeah. only on the CD. On the CD. Yeah, it's not there. You're right. <laughs> Crystal Pepsi. <laughs> Stuff's so weird. Rhino Records? That's that's Warner's. Yes. War Warner Brothers became what's called Warners. Mm -hmm. So, but now when you get that, when you buy this, it'll say Rhino Records on it. Yeah. And they, they release basically everything. Um, 
was it was it Warner Brothers or what what label was it? Somebody was saying it was Frank Sinatra's label. Well, he had a couple because he had the Columbia Years uh reprise. Reprise, that's it. Yeah. Um if you look at the the Dave vinyl that came out in 2015, um they all say Warner's on them. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't say Warner Brothers. It says Warner's, which is, you know, you just mentioned they changed to. And now these are going to have Rhino on them, which is, it's weird. (laughs) (laughs) Rarities. Rarities. Warner's rarities. Rhino's rarities. Yeah, and then they're going to change, the record label is going to change in another 10 years, and they'll re-release the stuff again, you know. Right. Remastered again. The stuff, the music, the record will be so loud. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah. Now I'm I'm very excited to hear, especially Oh Eight One Two, because that really is my era, and I get made fun of a lot, you know, especially from from actual friends of mine I know in person. They're like they're like, oh, you know, what does love sucks, you know? (laughs) Like, but for me, that was. I bought 5150 when it was brand new, but the but the first album that the first Van Halen album to come out really that I discovered like whoa was Oh Eat One Two. Yeah. I bought the CD, I bought the cassette, I listened to the, the, the cassette, and then I had to go out and buy a CD player to listen to the CD because the CD had a, a bonus track. Yep, rarity. Rarity, which I uh, still can't pronounce. Uh, Is a, it a uh, political blues? A uh, political blues or uh, a political one of those it's the little feet cover Mm -hmm. call it that um Mm -hmm. but yeah a lot of people didn't know that existed because they just got the cassette or they got the vinyl and neither of them had that song Mm -hmm. which is now on the rarities disc of the new box set Mm -hmm. i think it's not on the it's not on OU812. it's a rarity yeah it's a rarity and I remember when 0812 came out, the first single for 0812 was Black and Blue. Yeah. But there's no video for it. Right. But the flip side to that is A A Political Blues. That's uh, on, okay. on the co single. Right. And the black and black and blue has a version that fades out. Yeah. It's called Black and Blue Fade. Yep. Another rarity. Another rarity. <laughs> I mean, that, yeah. that's an example of that record that there's some great songs on OU812 and yeah the, the lyrics especially the black and blue leave a little bit to be desired but there's some fantastic playing by Eddie I mean Sucker in a Three Piece he's just ripping on, on that song yeah, yeah. One, of, one of the reasons I love the the uh right here right now tour is it's outdoors it was summertime van halen opened the show with mine old mine yeah eddie playing keyboard dude no playing guitar they were they were using uh recorded keyboard tracks by then okay for for a few tours they played they had a track and then actually for a tour i don't know if you know this for the balance tour they actually had Alan Fitzgerald from Night Ranger right. back behind the curtain 
playing the keyboards. No kidding. I did mm-hmm. not know that. Wow. The guy from Night Ranger that had the glasses and the, yeah. and the beard. Yeah. He was actually in the back. See, he should have been. A... He had the glasses and the beard when he was in the back doing that. No, he didn't. Because if you walk out of that show with a tour book, you see a photo of him oh, in the okay. tour book. And he just looks like he doesn't look like the same guy, but yeah. it's the same name. Right, and right. I'd, I'd remember that. And and, you know, he was actually. Was he he wasn't was he in Montrose? Or he was he was he he played bass for Sammy Hagar at one point, way yeah, back in the day. Connection there, I I forget exactly what it was, but either yeah. Montrose or Sammy Solo, Alan Fitzgerald was on bass, I believe. Which is probably what got him the job was his, you know, knowing Sammy and having worked with him in some capacity before. Yeah, and that's actually how Night Ranger got their big break. One of their breaks was because of Sammy. Night Night Ranger had a big Sammy Hagar connection. What was that? I don't know that one. Sa- they they would open for for Sammy when and... he was doing his solo his solo stuff, not with yeah early eighties, yeah. early eighties, early early eighties, and um, Night Ranger was actually when they started. They were called Ranger. Yeah, and then when when Jeff Watson left the band, he refers to them as not Ranger. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Not Ranger. There's yeah, there's so many connections, man. Yeah. Um but uh anyway, dude, yeah. Oh yeah, one two. I mean that's gonna be awesome to hear. You know, at least to hear Mono Mine remastered because it never was. You never right. heard it. It was never on a greatest hits. I mean, because it was it was never a single. Yeah. But for me, it for was a while perfect. on Spotify, there was the Japanese remaster right of oh you wait one too but I mean you don't know who remastered that I don't it was never done I don't know if it was done it was just a nobody doing it but you could tell the difference oh yeah yeah it was loud totally bass was mm-hmm. up a little bit yeah yeah even the tracks on on best of both worlds. Yeah. The Hagar tracks. You can totally hear the difference for that stuff. And again, with today's standards, I mean, it that's how it's gonna be. Yeah. You know. Because O eight one two really was was really mastered back in the day as like a pop record. Mm-hmm. You know? Pop radio. Dude, there was even see I'm, I'm now I'm remembering all this. There's actually a dance version of uh finish finish what you finish what you started. Yeah. With keyboards. Right. Yeah. Rarity. Rarity. I have it too. (laughs) Oh, you have that too? Yeah, see? But that's a rarity, but I don't know. Nobody but us would want that because it's such a weird sounding song. It's not, it doesn't sound like the regular song at all. You know, it's a really keyboard that comes in. It's like bump, 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 bump. It's, it's really weird. It's it's like a bass thing, and then like a yeah. down 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 yeah. down, you know, like a blues thing. I'm wondering originally though if that was actually done for the Valerie Bertinelli TV show. She had a show on CBS back in 1990 called Sydney. Yes. And finished what you started was the theme song for that show, but it was the regular version of it. But I'm wondering if that 
pop version was maybe made for that at some point? You know, I I think I have that at um like at arm's reach. I wonder if I if I played something, if it would if you'd be able to hear it. You can well because of copyright. The finish what you started dance version? Yeah. You can play the very beginning where you so can't what, tell what it is. For, oh, yeah. okay, yeah. Yeah, you wouldn't yeah. know what it is from Yeah. All right, let's see if um we can hear this. Did I got it on it. I got it on cassette tape back I, in the day. I got, I got it, it, it from CD. Wow. But you could tell it was it was coming from from uh from a tape. Yeah. Yeah, you could still hear the hiss. All right. Mm -hmm. So let me see if um if I do have it in. Okay, I do. All right. Let me let's I'll I'll play uh the first four seconds of it. See if um <laughs> see if you can even hear it. Yeah. That was it. That's it. Well, you can play more than that. Okay. Play it up until you hear the actual guitar part, because it actually kind of goes for a little bit before you can tell what it is. All right, let me start. I'll start it right from the very beginning. Then you can hear it. It's cut out from there, but yeah, yeah, and then it goes into the dun 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 dun. dun. Yeah, right. But there is a keyboard part in that song that that really that wasn't in the actual. Well, there was no keyboards in it, but there there is like a down down. Yeah. Down, down, like it goes up and then it goes down. Yeah. 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 Like a real pop sounding, sounding part. Right. Yeah. See, you guys have never heard that. That's a rarity. That is a rarity. That is a rarity. And it's long too. It's a long song because it's a, it's a, it's, that's an actual remix. It's six minutes. It's like six minutes and 30 seconds long. Yeah. No, it's six fifty. It's six yeah. minutes six minutes and forty six seconds. It's almost as long as Cabo Wabo. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's different. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. Is maybe a lot of you guys don't even want to hear that, man. Yeah. <laughs> That's one of those ones that could ruin your dude. Night you're not dude, we're gonna get busted now. We're wearing these shirts and we were just listening to that. These guys are gonna people are gonna hate us now, man. You guys aren't real fans. Yeah, we are. We Oh, you ain't one too crap. <laughs> oh, you one too sucks. <laughs> hey, I love it. I love that stuff. Yeah, if you guys want to hear that full song, I'll be driving around in my car tomorrow blasting it out the out the windows. Maybe I'll go live on Twitch and play it for you guys cuz I can get away with it over there. That would be great. 
Yeah, it's definitely it's a dance song. Yeah. They they did a lot of that stuff, man. There there was a there was another finish what you started remix that actually really that was officially released. I really don't hear a difference with it, but maybe there is. And then somebody was saying, who was that? Somebody was saying the other day, finish what you started. Uh, there was something released some years back where there's no fade on it. Wasn't that one, um, was it maybe Best of Both Worlds? Yeah. Yeah. Which at the time, I probably just hit skip. Never a skip. And then n- never realized that it was different. Right. You know? It's a rarity. It's a rarity, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. What time is it? Dang. Okay. All right. So what do you think? Cool? Yeah. <clears throat> You'll have to come back. Hey, what when these things when these when this album comes out man come back absolutely and... yeah um, <laughs> i'd love to talk about it after getting to hear it and like i remember when when metallica put out the big deluxe box set for injustice for all and everyone mm-hmm. was so disappointed that they hadn't corrected the bass which is just one of the most notorious things in music, having Jason Newstead's bass turned all the way down. It would be really disappointing if OU812 sounds just like it did when it was originally released. But it won't. It's going to sound a lot better. It won't, because if you listen to When It's Love on Best of Both Worlds, you hear it. I mean, there's a difference. That's that's indicative of what's to come, I hope. Mm Mm-hmm. But we'll find yeah. out. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm coming back on, and we're going to talk about it. Yes, and we'll get, we'll give one away too. Yeah, we'll do that. Okay. Speaking of giveaways, is everybody, is everybody uh, present for the giveaway? We're giving away some guitar picks. Let's see. Here we go. Thirty-two, only thirty-two entries. Where have you guys been? Actually, my computer actually restarted at one point. So half of you guys, we, <laughs> I don't know what happened. So if you guys want some premium quality EVH guitar picks, mint. Wow, still Brand sealed. Still sealed. Look at that. If you want these, press a number in the chat. See how everybody's doing? Everybody press one right now. Everybody press number one. There we go. And refresh your browsers too. And smash that thumbs up. <laughs> All right. All right, let's let's find this real quick. And then I want to talk a few minutes off the off the air too. I want to talk more about what we were talking about before we started. Yeah, let's do it. Um, okay, the winner of the guitar picks. All right, looks like most of you guys are, are everybody that's here is here. 
All right, the winner is. Watch, it'll land on me. <laughs> you called well. You called well. Text that phone number, 415-952-3263. These guitar picks are yours. Hugh Caldwell, EVH, Guitar Picks 10. Oh, that makes sense. All right. Congratulations. Second place is the radio remix of Finish What You Started. The radio remix. That's what that that's what I have it called as. It's just the um radio remix. I finished what you started. There was there was a tiny disc. Do you remember that? There was these there was it was like a three inch CD mm -hmm. officially came out. It was um it was finished what you started. And on it it says remix. And I'd listen to it and I could never tell the difference. Although that was years ago though. My tinnitus has really kicked in now, so I could actually probably tell. So, you think it was maybe the, I don't know, the guitar, either lowered or raised? Was it could have been something as inconsequential as that? Maybe I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, either way, it's a it rarity. Certainly wasn't the six minute and fifty second version of it with. The bouncing keyboards with the keyboards no no that really is a rarity that really yeah. is something that most of you guys have not heard and unfortunately most of you guys wish you had never heard it once you hear it <laughs> I, I, I dig it cooler heads prevailed before that was released and somebody said i don't care how many radio stations this gets it's on we're not we're not putting this out hmm I don't know. And then, do you remember? Do you remember? Well, you worked at the at the records at the record shops. Do you remember that campaign Van Halen had in 1990 called "Heaven Help Us All"? Do you remember that? Remember there was that. a T-shirt no. and a poster released. It said "VH 90s" on it. The back said "Heaven Help Us All." Had a photo, a, a drawing of the planet, and it had Edwards Kramer guitar popping out of the planet out of the globe i don't remember that what was what was the contest for it was official nothing ever there was no reason for it i remember like the next record that came out after that was was carl knowledge yeah had nothing to do with it there was no tour that short that shirt was never sold on on tours but it was an official design official shirt yeah i don't know what that um what that would have been could it have just been guitar stores that had it or was it record stores too it was it was like those rock but now what you would call hot topics type places right where they would have the the winterland shirts and they would have like a bunch of concert shirts and posters yep. and, and whatever. Wow. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. And I tried looking it up and I can't even find an image of it online. It's like they totally got rid of it, but I have the poster for it. 
if somebody reminds me wait is this you oh wait you found it oh wait a minute there we go dude 5150 thank you for sending this is awesome okay dude 5150 yeah this is it right here this 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 is like the front or the yeah that's like the front of the shirt it said Hel oh, wow. heaven help us all vh and you can't see but on the vh it says 90s it says vh 90s in there and then there's the see what's with that weird vh logo that's kind of the old one but kind of not maybe that's why it never maybe that's why it never nothing ever happened from it because this is this is van hagar era wow see yeah. And then right in here it says nineties, but you it's this the image is blurred, so you can't see it. But yeah. 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 Thank you for sending that, man. I had that shirt, but mom tossed it out because I cut the sleeves off. Dude fifty one fifty is saying. Yeah. That was a, my that was mom a didn't throw mine away. See, heaven help us all. And it is official. This is an official right. campaign. Nineteen ninety. Is when, or no, 89. 89 is when that came out. Hmm. Yeah, I've never seen that. And that's such a bizarre looking shirt. Mm -hmm. Logo, which is just the logo itself is what I don't get. <laughs> Where they may be toying with the idea of doing a new logo for the 90s, showing themselves that they, you know, they were going to change with the new decade. And then like the radio remix of finish what you started somebody said hold up <laughs> the rings are good finish what you started is good it four minutes long you don't need to add on another three minutes everybody go back <laughs> to 5150 studios and settle down <laughs> oh my gosh all right all right you guys all right. Well, hey, Michael, thank you so much. Come back soon. Definitely come back when when the when the box sets are released, and we'll talk I more will. about. We'll, I we'll, will for sure. We'll open them up. We'll look inside. We'll thank give you them for away. having me. It's uh, it's always a pleasure to be on with you and whoever our other esteemed talking heads are at the time, and. We'll just learn. I always most learn. Most of them quit. Most of them quit. So Dane's the only one guy left, but um, it, it's all good. We love Dane. All right, you guys. All right. Yeah, don't hang up. Channel members, thank you so much for your continued support. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And we will see you guys. Let's see. I'll see you guys tomorrow from somewhere. And then Friday, we talk Kramer guitars. I don't know. You might want to come back for talking Kramer guitars. Yeah. Maybe uh, somebody could wear that shirt with the Kramer coming out of the earth. Yes. Oh, oh, I, I sold that shirt years ago. I don't have it anymore. I have the poster. If somebody, Janice, if J, is Janice here? Somebody tweet me on X and remind me, and I'll show you guys the poster because I still have it. All right. All right. Thank you, thank you, thank you, and uh, we'll see you guys uh, next time. So smash that thumbs up, smash that subscribe. Uh, where's the ending?
Where is I can't. Oh, here it is. Okay. We're out of here. Michael, don't hang up. We'll talk a little bit afterwards. All right. Rock on. Oh, wait a minute. Dude, 5150. What? $88 for the shirt on Etsy. Oh, there's the poster. Okay. Thank you. Okay. I'll show this real quick. Yeah. This was the poster. It looked like this. Oh, so that's got the regular rings logo. They didn't have that, that has... bonkers square one. Is that, is that, was that it? I'll have to look and see because I, I do have the poster still. Yeah, so maybe it was released with that and then and then the t-shirt was released with that. So strange. Hmm. It was the 90s. Yeah. It was a weird time. A lot. <laughs> I mean, it Good was night. prophetic. Huh? It was prophetic. <laughs> Look what happened in the 90s. I can't even remember the 90s. <laughs> All right, you guys rock. We'll see you guys next time. Let's see, we'll show this. All right, Johnny Bean TV. Bye-bye. We'll play a couple things. Here you go. Sammy. What's up, dude? How you doing, man? I'm doing pretty good. Hi, you tell hi, you hi, want hi. to film? You can film all you want, Thank man. You. Okay. What do you want me to tell you in that camera? Johnny hey, hey, happy talk. birthday to you, man. <laughs> Thanks. I'm Johnny Bean. I've met hey, you a few Johnny times. Johnny Bean? Johnny Bean. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, Johnny Bean. Sammy Hagar here, man. Congratulations. Right. There you go. Hey! This is Michael Anthony right here, and you are watching exclusively Van Halen on the Johnny Bean TV. Keep it there. Woo! See ya! Hey. Hey, this is Cody Van Halen, and you are watching Johnny Bean TV. Ah! <laughs>